Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hickey, hockey, holy, bagel, bugle, bowling, macadamia, vestibule, pina colada, managua, velcro, escargo, malarkey, peccadillo, glockenspiel. As we all know, those lyrics come from the song Hickey, Hockey, Holy from the amazing Haywood Banks from his album Treated and Released. I recite them here because it is November 20th, 2021, and that means it's National Absurdity Day. 
Well, welcome to Saturday matinee, my azure-winged carrots of joy. But who am us, anyway? To help me navigate the madness, the next reel has enlisted two rabid astronauts, our resident pink elephant, Pete Wright. Oh, I, how did you get my password? And that towering <laughs> titan of arbitrary apathy, Ocean. Um, I would say more, but I'm feeling very, what's the word? Apathetic right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, the big question is, <laughs> what have you been watching what have I been, well, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. Um, so the, you oh, know, please, please do not bring up reality television he, again. I had to listen no. to 15 minutes of you guys <laughs> ramping on about that. Uh, there's no reality discussion here. We're okay. getting super well, nerdy this set, Matt. Well, so stick uh, to the fiction. Okay, Kyle's jealousy aside, um, what I'm watching I am watching more dramatic shows. Yes, man. I am watching more dramatic shows like uh, Succession, and I'm caught up on Foundation. But I think the well, part of the biggest Ooh. thing that I saw that really that I um, enjoyed the most recently was was a movie. I saw the movie The Harder They Fall, which came out on Netflix oh, about, about a week yes. ago. And that's um, on my list. I have not gotten to it. Yeah, yet. no, it's, I mean, for one, it's a great story, but, uh, uh, two, I think that the, for me, a lot of what, um, what draws me to it and really have found attractive was, uh, in the opening, in the opening credits, it says that, you know, these events did not happen, but these <laughs> people are, are real. And so it, it, it really, so then, it, you know, brought up the, the only character, the only act, character that I knew who was ahead of time was Bass Reeves. I'd actually heard of Bass Reeves before, but a lot of the, mm -hmm. or, or, and Stagecoach Mary. Um, but, you know, the other ones, I hadn't heard of a lot of them. And so it was, it was interesting to me in that it was a, it was a fun, entertaining story and what it's doing. And, you know, it actually even had a, you know, it had a couple twists and turns in it that, you know, that I wasn't expecting at the time because I thought it would just be kind of a fun Western rollicking ride. Um, but also I, I liked how it, it felt to me, it kind of scratched, you know, a couple itches because it felt to me almost like a, like a comic book mashup. Cause then you, you know, mm -hmm. after watching it, I then of course went and looked up, a, you know, the, the real, uh, the real people's biographies and everything. And you find that with that, with the exception of most of them lived in the Oklahoma territory at some point in their adulthood, these people basically didn't know each other, right? And so, but the but the story and how they bring everything together and how it works as far as the movie is great. And it was entertaining for me to see, you know, see black black historical figures kind of put mm -hmm. together in a mashup. Like it's, you know, it's like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but, you know, a, a black Western. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah. So take League of Gentlemen, take League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Make everybody black. Set it in eighteen hundreds, oh, late eighteen hundreds, Oklahoma. Go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to jump in. I yep. freaking loved it. I had a blast with this movie. It was so much fun. We tried to watch it for movie night, but it, it is exuberant in its use of gunshot, wound, blood. Uh, there is just a lot of. Splishy, splashy stuff in this movie and teeth that are getting knocked out and all of that. But it's right up my alley. Like, I, I had a, a fantastic time. Jonathan Majors is a national treasure. I think he's <laughs> wonderful. So glad that the movie repositioned all their marketing around him. Uh -huh. um, I, I think, uh, uh, who else was fantastic? Uh, Eddie Gathegi, uh, Zazie Beetz. Uh, Idris Elba was fantastic. He's not in it a lot. No. Like, he's, he's kind of the big bad. But there are just, I mean, so many every single uh supporting performance in this movie was hysterically good um the soundtrack was fantastic i think uh I i'm really curious i heard an interview with um uh james samuel the uh writer director and 
Uh, he said he really wants to come back to the Western well. He wants to make mm. more classic Westerns like this. And man, I am in for it. And what a great, great taste in music, though. Do you know who his brother is? No. James Samuel. No. His brother There's... is Henry Olusagun Adiola Samuel. If we're ever going to survive, we're going to get a little crazy. That's right. His oh, brother is Seal. 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 Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that bananas? Wow. Oh, wow. So good. Yeah. So good. So this is, I. if you didn't know this was a family to watch in 1991, now's the time because <laughs> they're, they're all apparently very talented. <laughs> so great. I, I had a blast with this movie. Yeah. Nice. nice. Well, hey, 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 uh, hey, Pete, ask me what I just watched. Yeah. Hey, what'd you just watch? Uh, a little film called Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me, tell me. Oh, yeah. I oh. Watched, by the time people hear this, they'll be like, yeah, what's the big deal? I'm like, well, we're recording yeah. this on Thursday. I saw it on Wednesday because of a sneak preview. So thank oh. you, Sony Marketing. Um, yeah, so I saw it. Um, I would say, I know it's, it's, it's pretty brand new, so I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, and, and also, I imagine someone will probably maybe even on one of the shows that one of us hosts will have a mm -hmm. more in-depth discussion of it. But uh, it starts out a little bit Force Awakens, where they mm. basically have taken the Ghostbusters and treating it as holy scripture. And in it to be like, oh, everything is magical. And like every time a, an item from that movie shows up, it's like, oh, look, it's a trap. And I'm like, OK, like <laughs> I've seen that movie probably more than any other movie in my entire life. But you don't need to be quite this reverential towards it. And mm -hmm. and it, it does continue that whole thing. It's very serious. It's like it's very like like broken family kind of, you know, drama, that kind of stuff. And I'm like. This isn't really a Ghostbusters because there's like no ghosts and nobody's really being funny. But then in the third act, it actually all comes together and you kind of go, oh, that's the movie they're making. And so like by the time it ends, like they, the audience was cheering and crying and like on their feet, they were clapping. I mean, like it was it was based like it. It is really? a slow burn. Like you really have to like be patient with it because it like if it, like, as they slowly reintroduce the same things that we've seen a hundred times and with like ooh look a ghost it's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Ghostbusters I kind of expected there to be ghosts I I don't know why it took you fifty minutes into the movie to see the first one but oh, okay all right um, but yeah it's it like it, it like I said it is a little bit over and I've read the good reviews I read the bad reviews and I agree with both of them. So like I, I'm like oh okay I see what you I see what you guys are talking about I I can see where I, where your complaints are I can see why you liked it I can see why you didn't like so, it totally understand uh, okay so I'm trying to make sure I can parse and understand what you just said there right you basically yes. it's a slow burn it's a great movie yes. every cheering clapping crying at the end but yes. it's just so so because good reviews and bad reviews are both correct yes all right. Because I think it really is going to be a very personal experience. I think it's going to be a very personal experience for people, because like like kind of how they feel and if, if they can get into it. Because if you're going to be going to this cynically, I don't think you're going to have the same reaction because it's a very emotional climax at the end where it's like mm -hmm. you really have to be on board. And I don't he doesn't do a great job of bringing people on board. Mm -hmm. But I think like we as movie nerds are going to appreciate it on a different sort of level than just, you know, uh, you know, Joe Lunchbox. <laughs> Joe, Joe Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Oh yeah. Joe Lunchbox. Is, you know, he's one of 
Yeah, no. He, I mean, he I, only I, goes I, to ugh, the theater. Do not listen to his. Do not listen to his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> here's the here's the thing about that though. I I feel like if I just say uh, like thank you for smoking and up mm-hmm. in the air and yeah. um, you know uh, what yeah. did I just watch uh, the front runner? Um, yes. Like those are the, I, I and those a, are the tone that he carries over into this. Which, yeah. Doesn't necessarily always line up with a what you'd consider a Ghostbusters family action summer time, even though I know it's you know fall now. Yeah, but it was intended to be a summer movie. Um, so yeah. yeah, it it doesn't it has a little tonal problems, but like yeah, it it, it takes it takes a while to get there, but it does pull it together in the end. I, I also saw uh, the Venom Let There Be Carnage, and the less I say about that, the better. Because really, oh, oh man, it was that's I, yeah, I could, I could go on about that one, but like it was. It was painful, painful how bad that movie was. And I and I cannot, oh. it blows my mind to how much money it's making. I didn't care for the first one. So I started winning the second one like, okay, what, you, what else you got? Andy Circus, I love you. What else you got? It was like, oh, you you have the same things. And <laughs> it's, it's a, that movie is amazing to me in that every time I was like, oh, you know what the dumbest thing they could do here was? And they would do it. Like, you know what the um, most cliched line they could say here was? Oh, they, they actually said it. Oh, okay. Every time. <laughs> Every time they made the, the exact decision, you would think like, oh, you know what the dumbest thing? Oh, yeah, that's that's what they're doing. Oh, okay. Do, do you think, though, also, that you're a tough audience, it, to be well, fair. It's only 90 minutes, so you just whoosh right by. Yeah, but do, do you think, though, that some of that would be, if you didn't like the first one, is it just giving you more of what you didn't like the first time around? Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, chronologically, it gives you less. Because it's only ninety minutes long, okay. uh, but no, I mean, I yeah. think I would, I would have fine if they had sort of leaned into the, the just him being weird in the environment and and you know stuff. But it's, it, I don't know, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's shocking to me that a movie this big with this many people and this much money and marketing behind it could be this just amateur. Yeah. That's too bad. I, yeah. I have heard I've heard mixed reviews, and I'm trying to be I'm trying to maintain optimism, but I'm not rushing out to right, the exactly. theater to like, talk I like, to I, see I, it. I did like yeah. the first one, but I was like, okay, you know yeah. what? Like maybe they saw the problems and they addressed it. And, yeah. Know. No, I I, well, I saw me, the first let, one at home, and yeah. I will see the second one in that same location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they yeah. just yeah. I think they just announced that it's coming out in December, so for home viewing. Okay. Well, I we've done a number of things on. The Eternals, and um, mm-hmm. so obviously we've yes. seen it. We did a show on it, and then I, sure. I went and I joined uh, Matthew Fox on his show, Ethical um, uh, Superhero Ethics Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and had a great time there. That show is now out if you are interested in digging into some of the more uh, ethical challenges that come up uh, as and are unresolved uh, in this movie. Mm-hmm. That, that is one thing to do. But I have to share, and I know I'm way late to the game, that after I saw Eternals on Disney Plus Day, uh, they released the 19 IMAXified um, streaming uh, movies on Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. I got my first viewing ah, of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on the yes. last sat mat. Yeah, and you yes. were you guys were kind of taking some shots at Disney about that before anyone had ever seen it. I was sort of like, hey guys, like give them. I don't know what the shot. I don't remember what the you shots guys were taking. Were. I think we, we were take just confused. At, like what it was going to look like, whether or not they were yeah. going to scrunch the screen down or like you know. Yeah. And then I think uh, Tommy came up with the idea that they would should invent a television that expands and can yeah. expands yeah, and that's contracts. That's right. That's right. Based on your mute viewing. That's also brilliant technology. I mean, who are we kidding? That, that would... That, oh, that, that, oh, that would that, sell. Call Toshiba. Yeah, that, yeah. That would sell. Yeah, that TV... So, but, gets but now you have, what I'm saying you've is, seen it. 
yeah, what I was curious about is just how are they going to handle it? Because I'm, I was never all that crazy with the scrunchy, with mm-hmm. the, the in midstream scrunch. And we talked sure. about the Hunger Games catching fire. You know, that is an example yep. where it really worked for me. Or but Dark I'm just Knight really, where it I, didn't. yeah, yeah, Dark Knight where it didn't. It's, it's and jarring. so I was expecting something that with Shang-Chi, luckily, my first experience, I didn't get. It was gorgeous, full Mm. screen, awesome, slight pillar bars. But because the whole movie was shot on IMAX, there was never a transition. My understanding is there is transition material in the other movies and they just go, it goes down from, you know, 1.9 to one point. Yeah. Anyway, it goes down from traditional wide, wide screen to IMAX. Um, it goes up and up and down. So you get some pillar bars, some letterbox, and apparently it's fine. It's just like all the other movies. If you're not Pete, you're probably not going to be bothered by it. (laughs) Uh, but I have to tell you, I loved Shang-Chi. What that was after it was like, uh, water in the desert uh, after mm. the Eternals. Like I oh, just had such a wonderful <laughs> yeah. time, and he is a—he's just going to be a great addition to the heroes. I—I—I yeah. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I lo- and one of the I best lo- villains they've done in a long time. I, yes, I, I, I love the movie as well. Although I did yeah. leave and actually talked about this in uh, when, we, when, we, when we when we discussed it on the film board. I'm not 100 mm. percent convinced he's a hero. I, I think mm. I think that he does things based on self-interest, not for heroic good. And so even as long as his oh. self-interest He's a, a chaotic aligns, neutral. we should put you together with right. Matthew. Right. I'm sorry? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we should put you together with Matthew. Yeah. Well, because well, I, I, don't, I don't think his, his motivation throughout the entire movie are mostly just um, either, I, either someone's going to kill me and I don't want to die or someone that I really love might die. So I may <laughs> stop them from doing that. But beyond that, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a hero. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything that is really overly heroic outside of things that are for the self-preservation of him and uh, or his, you know, his friend or his mom. Yeah. Oh, no, his mom's dad. But, but that's know, okay, so, because that's, this, is, yeah. this is an origin story, not an elevation story. Mm-hmm. And Correct. he hasn't gotten Correct. his call to heroes. Right, but that's... But, that yeah. was essentially in the post credit scene, but right? Part like, of that, yeah, but part of that, yeah. that, to me, that critique is what I think may be interesting about it, is that they're introducing a, and I'm using quotes, hero here, someone who isn't motivated the same as other heroes. He isn't the guy that's going to be, yeah. there's a world problem, everybody come together, okay, I'm going to show up, right? That he may have different motivations and that, that allows you to go in different directions and create different stories because he's not, he's not all, the world's in peril, I need to save everybody. However, that is uh, canonically true for the comic. Like, yeah. Shang-Chi mm-hmm. is not really a joiner. Like, he right. is traditionally right. doing everything by himself. He's not really much for for getting involved with the rest of the group. So I think it's interesting that they take a sort of written as a lone wolf character. And now we're going to try and bring him into the or group and, and see how that works. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So yeah, I, anyway, like, I yeah, I'm, I, I'm a fan. I was bereft when iron fist uh, went the way of the Dodo because <laughs> yeah. I actually really like Marvel martial arts uh, mm-hmm. properties. And so it, it is just really, it brings my heart great joy to see this movie. One more thing I have to talk about, and it's really because Brian has been reading my letterbox reviews and in the chat room points it out. And I just have to say, in a moment of great vulnerability, yes, I had a pretty darn good time with Red Notice. Oh, uh, okay. It, 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 did, it did exactly what I needed it to do, that movie, okay. right? It is National Treasure. It is Tomb Raider. Mm. It is like, it's an over-the-top adventure, hidey-seeky, go-get-the-treasure movie. And there is oozing, oozing, 
oozing charisma between these three people. Like, they're, it is such charisma overload. You can't even. It is such, like, they are already charismatic people, and it is just like, hyper charisma. And I I actually think that might be one, one of the things that's turning people off, because otherwise, mm. it's just, like, it's effectively a, like a, a, it's just a romp. It's like you could just see. Let's let's ride our characters into this corner and then give them chewing gum and see what happens. You know, I mean, it's just bonkers. But I had a great time. So that's what I have to say about Red Notice. Bonkers, but had a great time. I was already says, sold, and now like, I'm more excited to see it this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, this is, uh, yeah, thanks, Brian, for chiming in. Pete has forgotten what charisma is, but all right. Okay, fine. I hear it. I told you it was vulnerable about it, man. Lay off. <laughs> wow. I'm getting beat up in the chat during the show. I know. During the Thank show. Thank you, 21st right. century. Yeah. Can You're we uh, can we can we talk about some some Let's other talk, stuff? I, I'd say there's the, the only news story I want to talk about yeah. is Disney Plus and Marvel because oh my god, like so Disney much. Plus announced a bunch of stuff, but like the Marvel stuff is all that I was super excited about. <laughs> so much so that like, hey, you want to talk about what uh, they're doing in Star Wars? Uh, Crickets. Uh, there's book did, book did you see that, that weird Kenobi? Uh, yeah, like we talking have, about we, how excited they are. Yeah, we're not uh, ready to do, give you a trailer, but here's a yeah. video about the trailer we're gonna release someday. Bye. Yeah, I don't know sure. what's going yeah. on over there. But meanwhile, Kevin Feige's like, oh yeah, I'll just take all the shows. I'm just gonna do all of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. This is so, a, definitely a hold my beer moment. But I am so glad I am here with you guys because there are things in here I do not have background in at all so yeah so i uh, need to be educated I, I basically broken stuff up into animated which we'll talk about first and then live action so because okay. they all sort of intermingle them together because technically they're all part of the mcu but they're sort of mixing them so uh, on the animated side they had announced uh, what if season two which i think we all knew was coming uh mm -hmm. spider-man freshman year which is kind of exciting it's like telling about like our current spider-man like the tom holland spider-man like what all his origin stuff that we never got to see in any movie, uh, a Marvel mm -hmm. Zombies series. I am Groot, which I think we've been talking about for like two years at this point. Uh, maybe they're just holding it for, to get closer to Guardians Three. Uh, and the one that no one saw coming, X Men '97. They're continuing oh on the original '90s X Men cartoon. What? <laughs> uh, I would I I know. never, never anticipated that would happen. <laughs> It's, that is uh that is the that's my X-Men. Like that's yeah. I, I say I mean I, I remember just so being great. amazed that they were it's one of the few cartoons that actually did like long running storylines. Yes. That, I mean like yeah. Batman the series is great, but it was one and done. Like basically Batman yep. thing, you fought the Joker, the end. But like X-Men seven, like stuff that happened in season one affected stuff that happened in season two. Like it was it was amazing that they would do three, four, five episode arcs of stuff and, and, and adapting real comic book arts, which no one was doing in the nineties. Uh, so it's it's amazing yeah. that they saw enough of a resurgence that they are like, nope, now we want more. Yeah, more. yeah. I, I had never never anticipated. That. I thought I thought they would just do it from scratch. It would be like, oh, this is the brand new X Men. Like like when Disney bought Marvel, they they canceled all of the animated series that were running, but like all these great shows that were up and going. They're like, nope, we're yeah. starting our own. Yeah. Right. But now they're right, like, right. no, no, actually, we recognize the value of some of the stuff that came before and, and continuing on. Uh, which of those uh, things are I guess most excited about? Well, for, for me right now, some, uh, I'm probably going to want to then pick up on X Men '97 since that's going to be yeah. you know dealing with X Men characters. I'm curious if they're going to keep their 
biographies to be the same as what they were at that time because you know these while the characters mm-hmm. are still in the current comics uh current comics you know their their biographies are, are a lot of them are different now and they're different mm-hmm. characters than before but this is you know hitting me back when i was really into reading x-men comics a lot and you know this kind of the the, the comfort the comfort food of x-men for me i think of that's the one i'm most uh, excited about i i was you know i think i was the only person that didn't really care for the what if shows um, except mm, okay. for like the, the last couple were okay, but other than that, I just didn't really care for them that much. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's anything with Spider-Man I'm going to see. So, so <laughs> yeah. like, for those of you who were like, yeah. yeah, I like the Spider-Man, but I didn't get to see Uncle Ben die. Well, <laughs> I got show for you. Cause I mean, like we still don't know. You know, like the differences in how he got the spider bite and what happened to the parents yeah, and like but, all this stuff. So this will this will sort of answer those questions. Yeah, I, I think that even though I am going to watch it, it is the one that I'm most concerned about because it's you know it, it's kind of like every Batman movie always having to bring up his parents dying. It's like with yeah. Spider Man, it's kind of like yeah, we know a spider bit him. Uncle Ben dies. Let's move on from yeah. here, right? Right? Yes. You know, you know. So and that and, and that's, that's kind of the thing that like, Homecoming did is just like. Like we we know, let's just move on. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, because even, even yeah, right. Because homecoming, all all that homecoming started after all of that, right? And right. I and I think and I think that's kind of the what I like a, a lot about the the you know the, what they've done with the new movies with the Spider Man stories and I like Spider Man stories in general where it's just okay, let's move on past his origin story because we have what there's at least two feature films of his origin story, and then you know and then all the comics and cartoons and everything of bring it up. It's like everybody knows. I am super curious about Spider-Man freshman year. I think that's going to be fantastic. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I, but Marvel zombies, I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you think that's just so fun. <laughs> yeah. I that's one I'm really uh, looking forward to. Um, and uh, I did, I, uh, like what if a lot. So, um, yeah, I did too. I'm, I'm excited that, to see what they, what really they do now with that, uh, now giving, having yeah. more time and stuff to, to develop and, and having done their sort of, arc like you don't really right. need to continue like that <laughs> i'm okay with just one and done story they're not going to set this in the yeah. what if universal where there were zombies right is well, it just- that's the thing for marvel zombies i think uh, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to do something different like set another ending because it seems like there's not a whole lot of story left to do well yeah, not, from, not from, from that, that one because the zombies won it right. was over yeah yeah right so i'm thinking that this will be just like another Ultra universe where zombies, unless they're going to go back and tell this origin story, which I think is a bad idea. I would like, if you're going to do that, just do a complete from scratch, do, you know, Walking Dead, but set in Marvel animated, go for that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right, so over to live action then. So we got to see an actual whole scene from Hawkeye, and that scene was amazing. (laughs) It was this uh, incredible action sequence shot from inside the car as it's like the camera's going 360 around as everyone's attacking them and they're shooting arrows. And like, oh, man, like that was that was amazing. Yeah, that shot was so great. Yes. So great. Yeah. What so do they fun. possibly have left to show us? Right. Exactly. Right. I'm like, that has to be from early on too. That has to be from like the first, yeah. you know, one or two episodes or so. But like, where are you going from here? Cause Oh my God. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I, I was so over the moon, uh, like about how, how they're shooting the action. Cause I mean, even just in the, in this couple clips they show, it was had a different feel than Falcon winter soldier, you know, like it didn't yeah. have, like yeah. it didn't feel like just the same, the same sort of like the is there a Marvel uh, streaming TV style yet? Because when you have the same yeah. WandaVision and Loki 
And <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm right, right. you go, oh yeah, they're kind of all over the map in terms of well, in terms of tone in, and style. Is, yes, but I think that's part of the genius of them, right? In that I agree. You know, they're basically all. I mean, really, all of them are basically what five and a half hour movies, right? But by keeping the same mm-hmm. director and going, you know, you know, departing from a regular television uh, you know, television uh, habit of having different directors for different episodes, by having the same director throughout the whole series of all these series, it creates a consistent voice throughout, and they're basically making you know, five and a half hour movies and, and, and they yeah. need that long form story, you know, because like, honestly, to me, a lot of Falcon and the Winter Soldier to me is one of the best, uh, really one of the better arguments for why, because to bring Falcon into becoming Captain America, to just do it in a movie where like you want to cover it 20 minutes in the movie, whatever, just, it would be harder yeah. to kind of buy or believe and really get it buy into. But by giving it that five and a half hour treatment, when he becomes Captain America, you're like, well, yeah, that's Captain America. Right, and then yeah. so therefore, when they go to Captain America Four, uh, starring Anthony Mackie, then, then you know everyone will be like, "Well, yeah, we saw it on the show. He's Captain America now. Let's move on." I think that one of the the best things about it is it gives secondary characters a chance to breathe. Like if they had done that as a movie, Isaiah Bradley would have been one scene. Absolutely, would have had like a ten minute. Right. He did a speech, like uh, you yelled at him, threw the thing in the wall, and that would have been it. Yeah. But because they had more time, then you get to circle back and have the second part of that conversation, which is everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I yep. think that, 100%. that and, they, and if they can keep doing that stuff, I think that's what good. And of course, this can be done badly too, like you mentioned, Iron Fist. <laughs> Iron Fist had a really bad habit of taking really boring characters and giving them really long storylines. So <laughs> I, I, it can be misused, but hopefully Marvel has learned their lesson. Iron Fist had a lot of problems beginning with Iron Fist. Iron had a lot Fist. of problems. Beginning All with right. the, yeah. la, the actor, la, la, the la, actor la, playing la. it and the story they went with, he was a whiny little baby. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Uh, no. All that, right. They had a lot However, of However, I got to say, of all the shows, the the ultimate sort of uh, like middle finger to the audience was the last ten minutes of Iron Fist because it was so amazing. Like they, they like the last I'd say maybe 10, 15 minutes of the last episode. It was like oh, that's the show I want to see. Canceled forever. I'm like oh, this why? is you, you made it. This that is far? a great example that's... of where Kyle gets to stay on the podcast, but so far a lot of oceans getting cut. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's got final cut. Exactly. Sorry. I, I'm, willing, so, I'm, willing uh, to, I'm willing to die for my principles. Yeah. So. We, <laughs> <laughs> announcing right, what's the next? new what's next? host of. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, we actually got to see uh, Tatiana Maslani as Jennifer Walters, aka She Hulk. It wasn't, it wasn't oh, enough because we didn't. I was hoping we actually get to see full on She Hulk. We just saw like basically part of her leg as the camera came up, but we got to see a lot of Tatiana Maslany uh, like doing stuff. And supposedly, like once again talking about tone, this is a half hour sitcom. Of course, yeah. It is. So well, this feels very much like it's coming back to the to WandaVision territory. Yes, like we're going to exactly. get a whole different tone for this character, yep. and I think I, it looks kind great. of like Ally McBeal, but you know, yeah, as a, as a right. giant green rage monster. And because she's so good at everything, yes, uh, I have I have all the faith that she's going to be able to carry this. It's going to be a weird hodgepodge, and I still think it looks great. The fact that uh, Tim Roth is is yes. confirmed uh, yes. to come back as Abomination and Mark Ruffalo, and I mean, great, great, great. I know. I can't wait. I can't. I, the, this. I, I, I'm, it's. I'm excited about all of them, but like. She yeah. could be really good because it could be really funny. And I hope that they lean into yeah. that because she is traditionally had she's before Deadpool was Deadpool. She Hulk was Deadpool. Like, yeah, she broke the fourth wall. She was really funny. Everybody loved that comic. 
Uh, and so I'm hoping they can bring some of that energy along over to her and not just have it be another strong green person who punches things. Mm-hmm. But yes. I think just this the little that we saw shows it's going to be that way. Uh, and Jamila Jamil is in it. She's I'm and so Jamil Jamil, that's right. She's, 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 she's Titania. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. It's like every time yep. they announce somebody for that show, I'm like, how are you putting them in there too? <laughs> okay, great. Like, I, like, let it be 12 episodes just to everybody gets the yeah. same. Um, uh, another shift in show dramatically, we got to see uh, it, the sadly beardless, uh, but still amazing Moon Knight. Because, uh, okay. yeah. I, I, it took me a while. Like, I had to watch it a couple times before I realized, oh, that's Oscar Isaac doing a voice for the narration. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you, that's him too. I don't know yeah, how to he read does that. this really high pitched British like. I was like, oh my god, it's because <laughs> the thing about Moon Knight is he has. Uh, I don't know what their interpretation is going to be, but he has had multiple personalities. So I think that's one of the personalities. So I think I think, and he's doing a different voice for each of them, which I think is like, oh, well, good. That's why you get an Oscar Isaac because he can. Do you think? Do you think they're going to do this? Because the other thing I'd read, the rumor that I read, is that they were just going to focus on one that he was going to have. I don't know what was the Egyptian the moon yeah, god. Yeah, uh, Khonshu. Like but I think Khonshu get, is is yeah. like the is like his is like his. That's uh, his his dude su- hero. Like his guy. Thing. It's his, it's, yeah, but but he's like he's the one who gives him his orders. Like he's not really. But I mean, oh, we saw a couple okay. things where, like in the one scene, he like comes out of something and he's surrounded by bodies. Like, oh, yes. that must that I was must cool. Have. So I think we're gonna see some of that sort of you know almost born identity kind of stuff where it's like, did I did, was that me? You know. Uh, not knowing, waking up in different places. I don't know how they're going to, it's interesting to see what, now that we know a little more, I even, even I even think the term multiple personalities is out of, is mm-hmm. out of date. Like I think I'm using the like long-term life. So I don't think. Dis- dissociative identity uh, disorder. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're, I don't think they're going that traditional in terms of like, they're yeah. going to try and put a diagnosis on it, but I think they're going to do something. Cause I think they're going to like, I think it's tied in like phases of the moon, like different phases mm-hmm. or different people. I don't know. But, Dear, were you guys were you guys fans of Moon Knight? Like, did you follow the property? Early? I did. I, I did. I, did. Not. I actually have okay. I, one of my I know good very, friends. I know nothing about it. So one of my good friends uh, is a is a huge Moon Knight fan. So like he is like oh, cannot over the moon. Uh, he cannot wait uh, for this because Moon Knight is one of those where you go. It's just Batman, but he dresses in white. And it's like and yeah, it's, right. Yeah, he's, he's, I've seen him so many times. Going, no, no, you don't understand. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's different, you know. Uh, and so I'm, okay. I'm, I right. like that they're they're gonna do the MCU approach and just like take what works and then throw away what doesn't and then create their mm-hmm. own version of it. Okay, awesome. Because even the color of the costume is a big controversy amongst fans. So. Is it not? Is it in oh, the cartoon? Oh, well, I'm like, uh, I'm going to take this can of worms. I'm going to just crack it and then set it to the side. Um, <laughs> okay. But there's a big conversation about because he was a werewolf hunter. The costume was silver. But because you can't put silver in a comic, it reads as white. But the never oh. idea, it was never the idea that he was white. It was that he was in silver because he was fighting werewolves. He's so that werewolf as it went hunter. along. Yes, he's in the he's in the supernatural side of things. So I'm curious to see like who he's going to sort of cross paths with. Possibly Blade. Oh, um, got it. Uh, you know to 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 see where where they where they sort of put him. And and so they're saying got for it. this show, then there's controversy that they're going to make his suit silver. Well, no, that it's it's that the fact that like it's white. Why is it supposed to be white? It's supposed to be you know that that okay. Thing. So like, but like I say, I'm not. 
Not to, You're making it more side? than a crack, Kyle. That's exactly. More than a crack. Just, I'm setting it to the side because we're moving <laughs> on to. Uh, say we're going to Miss Marvel. Another talk about uh, a slight alteration. Miss Marvel in the comics, fantastic character. She's and she's mm-hmm. the best part of the Marvel Avengers video game. Uh, which has a series of problems, but she's fantastic in it. Um, was great in the animated series, uh, and now they're now she's getting live action. She's actually going to be showing up here first, and then crossing over to the Marvels, which is also known as Captain Marvel Two. But I think it's interesting. They seem to have changed her powers. So her powers are that she's a shapeshifter. I mean, or, or in terms mm-hmm. of like she can make herself bigger, or smaller, or make even like you know giant fist, or you know kind of Reed Richardsy. But yeah, she doesn't yeah. seem to be doing that in this one. At one point, they show her glowing with energy and like running on the sky, like almost like she can put force fields under her feet. So I think that they're yeah. doing a completely different version of her power. And I think it's great because I have never seen a, a, a live action shape shifting thing that doesn't look ridiculous. Yeah. Even, you know, whatever you think of the Fantastic Four, like they tried, they tried, they swung at it. Yes, and uh, it it just did three times actually. It, if, you, it, if you yeah, if you were a Roger exactly. Corman fan, yep, it it but, doesn't play. It just doesn't doesn't work. My kids and I uh, read these together, and they like I thought the whole like I don't they'll she'll never make the transition to the screen right. because of the giant fist. Right, it is. It just looks too. It's too much. It's yeah. just too much. It'll it works on the comic play. page. It does not yep. work in the live yep. action thing. And I'm not saying that shapeshifting can't be done because we've seen Mystique. Nope. But that's that was yep. never her power. She was never make herself look like anybody else. It was yes. bigger, smaller. Just I can do stuff with body parts. Yes. And you gotta be you gotta be really careful. You gotta really earn that. Yeah. And I don't I don't think they could. And tying it into Miss uh, to Captain Marvel. I think mm-hmm. is and having her, her powers be much more similar to that. I think is smart because then then you get the Miss Marvel connection much more than just she's a fangirl and that's the yep. even though her stuff is nothing like has nothing to do with. I just like that person. I'm going to be like that. It's basically like you know if uh uh like Hawk, the, our current our new Hawkeye uh, decided mm-hmm. to call herself you know a Spider Slinger because she really likes Spider Man even though she shoots arrows. Well, but yes, it, just because you like him doesn't mean that you that, like. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> Having the <laughs> the energy thing, uh, I think, is a really good idea. So I want to see yeah. how that plays out. I think we're going to see that one pretty soon. I think that's actually summer 2022. So I think that's like in the next two or three. They've been walking on that one for a while. But uh, we did get to see uh, a little a quick glimpse of Secret Evasion. We got to see old Nick Fury. Old Nick oh Fury. God, the mm-hmm. gray hair. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I honestly got don't know what they're doing with Nick Fury right now. After the last we saw him, he was hanging out in you know on a, a fake beach in space with Skrulls. I I, I don't know. Uh, Secret Invasion was a comic book storyline about Skrulls taking over the Earth. They had gone in, replaced all the world leaders with Skrulls and superheroes with Skrulls. Uh, they were, like they had, they basically just announced one day, hey, by the way, we we did take over. We're not taking over. Yeah. We took over. Embrace change. Yeah. Yeah. Job is we're done. We're in charge now. Yeah. And I don't think they're doing that this way. So I'm curious to see if it's they're doing like in a Cold War thriller about there's a secret conspiracy and only Nick Fury and his his scroll pals can can get in and figure out what's going on. I, I don't know. It's it's but just seeing that one shot tells me that they oh they have a definite fun new angle on that. Yeah. Uh, um, we 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 know um, Echo was announced. Echo is a character who's going to be spitting out of Hawkeye. 
This is the one I need to. I need super education on. Okay. Who, who the hell is Echo? Okay, so Echo is not really that prominent of a character. She was big during sort of Brian Michael Bendis's run when he was running Avengers, and then she sort of has disappeared. She hasn't. She's not really around much anymore. She uh, fought Daredevil, so she was like a Daredevil villain, and then sort of became a a quasi hero, and then she. Most importantly, I guess, in the comic book lore, she ended up taking over the Ronin identity after Clint Barton gave it up. Oh, okay. So, like, when she stopped doing it, Blade was it for a while, and then she became Ronin for a while. So, her power is basically Taskmaster. It's like, she she's she is um, hearing impaired, uh, but whatever she sees, she can duplicate. So, she starts out mm. as a dancer and a pianist and stuff, too, and then eventually, you know, like, the typical career path becomes an assassin for the Kingpin. Of um, course. It's so, always like, so I'm actually looking forward to this because the, for those of us comic book nerds who were a little disappointed in the the lack of excitingness of Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie, <laughs> this is maybe a chance to see those kind of uh, mimicry powers done in, in a correct way. So I, I think okay. we might see her show up as an antagonist to Hawkeye uh, and then sort of make that change and then, you know, like this will be her hero's path, her, her Xena warrior princess, you know, arc. Sure. Awesome. So, and then the I'm one that, that, that blew me away, and, this, and, and for all the Marvel people are like, ugh, <laughs> this is the last one, and then we'll move on to something else. Um, the one that blew me away, I did not see this coming, Agatha, House of Harkness. Oh. Yeah. Now, yep. we had, we had known that, that Catherine Hahn was coming back, that they had signed her, but the fact that it's a television show, you get her own show, oh, it just blew my mind. And Jack Schaefer, who ran Loki, uh, was... Like they said, oh, you're not coming back. Look, she's two. She's like, yeah, sorry, I got another. I got another project. Uh, you know what? Well, what can you do? Yeah, this was it. This, <laughs> yeah. this is the yeah. new project, and it's like, oh, I see. Yeah, I, I can see why you take that that gig. So I've just dumped a ton of knowledge on, on you guys. What what are the shows that you were most excited about? I I think Agatha House, House of Partners is at the very top of the list, just because I have so much trust in Catherine Hahn in this character and yes. enjoyed WandaVision so much, start to finish, uh, that I I feel like I I don't know how they could do something so egregious as to make me not like this show. I'm with Pete. I I, I am looking forward to the Agatha uh, Agatha show as well because of uh, you know my love for that character in that in that show. Um, but as, uh, from a TV show standpoint, really for me, the, the one that I'm most excited about is She-Hulk. I'm hoping that they do mm. keep her funny, breaking the third, breaking the fourth wall, and you know, make it a nicely reverent show that'll be inter- entertaining and a romp. And then um, after after that, I think the next thing for me is is then the movies. You know, because I, I am I've been excited about Thor: Love and Thunder for a while now. Mm, okay, I actually, uh, I, Rob and I talked about this after those announcements. I am way more excited for these. Yeah. Like like the yeah. the fact that all these things we're going to be seeing all these within the next like two years like that is a massive amount of content so like what six you know six episodes each you know for a, like fifteen different series so there's going to be yeah you know what once they start it's every week yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and it's like you know what fifty hours of stuff versus like mm-hmm. six hours of movies yep like yeah oh okay this is this is where the universe lives. The other stuff is just like, oh, yeah, every once in a while, we'll just go to the movies once a season. Well, and look at the people they're getting, too. I mean, Oscar True. Isaac does not come cheap right, right. now, right? Like, <laughs> this is um, this is a this is a big swing to get to start getting this, you know, this 
kind of actor on the series and keep well, the and keep Samuel the stamina Jackson up, too. right? Samuel Jackson moving yeah. to this screen. So what it says is that the the TV, like the small screen, big screen barrier, is permeable, and True. I love that. It's what I've wanted all along. And if this gives me interaction between, you know, when when are we going to see Shang Chi on a Disney Plus show? I would love to start seeing interaction between these these two worlds going the other way too. So I'm I'm mostly just looking forward to being surprised. So uh, speaking of upcoming surprises, let's talk about trailers. So as I've been talking a lot, I think I'm going to uh, use my executive privilege to, even though I was first to move to last ocean, oh. let's change the tone <laughs> and let's talk about your movie, which I thought was fascinating. So tell us <laughs> okay. about your trailer. All right. I am, I am going completely off brand this week. Uh, so, yeah, my movie is a documentary about seniors at one of the best public high schools in the country and the pressures that they face applying to elite colleges. The name of this documentary is Try Harder. Good morning, Lowell High School. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. So, like, right now, the senior class is stressing over college apps. If I could, I would probably just take that SAT every single week. <laughs> Sing. Please begin. In the 90s, if you went to Lowell and had a good, solid B average in honors courses, you got into Berkeley. Now you don't. The kids who come here, they are competing in a world that is very high achieving. It's terrifying. I would love to go to UC Berkeley. Harvard, Stanford. Columbia. Well, it's hard to have a strong sense of self-esteem because you're always comparing yourself to other people. If I don't go to one of those big colleges, I will not be able to do what I want to do. College is just a huge goal for a lot of immigrant families. I'm 18. This is my college experience. Should I be making a decision, right? The question is not which school is better, which school is better for Alvin. We pray for the seniors during this college rep season, oh Lord. The pressure is insurmountable at times. I just got evicted from my house. My worst fear would have a student apply to 10 prestigious schools and not get into any of them. This is going to end so badly. They're objectively under more pressure. It's the best. <laughs> you want to go to the college, I want to go to the college. I have to be better than you. What the hell? Like, this is not how high school is supposed to end. So I found that I like this movie for a few reasons, and most of them are selfish. Um, one, um, I, I have a kid that is going to be starting the process of trying to get into college. And really, I think it should be one of these schools um, in, in the next couple of years. Um, and, you know, he's a sophomore now, so I'm gonna be, he's going to start going through this. And two, I'm going to totally own. I, I am like so, some other parents uh, for these kids where, you know, the, applying all this pressure for them to be successful and go to top schools, right? So I, I like that side of it. And three, I like how it... It shines a light on the pressures that these kids are under and, and will, you know, to, to get into top schools, but also will show them moments of, you know, how they are just normal, dumb teenagers that want to do normal, dumb stuff. Right. And so I, I found that, that the, at least the trailer showed me a promise of, you know, not only shining a light on the realities of this, but being able to juxtapose that with the realities of these people that they are still teenagers they're still kids and that you know times they still want to be kids even though they're being put in these high pressure situations at an early age 
Yeah, I, I this is uh, still a couple of years away from me, but I know that I know Pete just went through this. I know Rob just went through this, and my nephew actually is going through this right now because uh, he's getting his uh, letters back, yes and no, mostly yeses so far. But he's still waiting for that Notre Dame letter, and it's like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> I hope your heart's yeah. not about to break. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I see it's it just shows another uh, side of of how how bizarre and and labyrinthine this education process is when you get to higher education of of what is the criteria to get into a school now like it's not just good grades anymore like you have to have this amazing resume and you're still a kid like i was doing stupid stuff when i was in high school i can't imagine having to also have a job and extracurricular and keep the grades up you know just to try and and do the thing that you want to do for a living it's it's a lot of pressure we're putting on the youths this was a this was a hard one to watch for me because I I, I think I come on pr- pretty much if if there's a, a a planet where all of the ocean and his peer parents live I'm in a completely different solar system right like <laughs> I my entire effort was to not put the exterior like parental pressure on our kids because they are finding their way and they're going to make those commitments. They are fine. Like they know when it counts for them for their future to make those decisions. And never was that more true than in the college process when, you know, my daughter went through it and she was, you know, her experience going through it at a school, a high school that is very competitive and very Mm. large and very diverse was watching her friends suffering for years straight and in misery and in extensive therapy and suicidal. And so this trailer highlights the very worst for me Mm. of the identity crisis for our nation's kids. We put too much pressure on them and it's killing them. And I and so I really I feel really strongly that college undergraduate degree ain't worth it. It Mm. ain't worth it. And as someone who has worked as a university instructor for 18 years, like (laughs) I've been in and out of higher education for two decades. And I, I feel like I can say it just ain't worth it. You'll figure it out. You will age into who you are supposed to be. This is not the end. And all of this pressure to get into an undergraduate program, it it is being presented as the end. And I hope Try Harder actually focuses on those huge huge cost that we are that, that we're putting on our some of our smartest future minds by mm-hmm. telling them they need to be best right now cuz it's not true. Yeah, I'm in my 40s. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for a living. Yes. Right. Right. So, yeah, I I so I am, I I am optimistic that. that from this trailer that the that it will show both sides of it and then afterwards Pete and I can argue about it from our different planets that we are on when it comes to this because <laughs> Such basically I think the we, exact opposite of most everything he just said. So, yes, he does. Yeah, so. Look, we went to we our kids were on track and and his son came up after winning the race that he was in and Ocean was like, "Look, you you didn't do X, Y, and Z." And I'm like, "Come over here, buddy. Come over here. I'm your well, I'm your soft other daddy. <laughs> let, let me tell you how how great you are." And meanwhile, Ocean's like, "What did you trip over your feet to that first place finish?" Yeah. Like, come on. And then well, he spins around and says, I don't want your life. I think, yeah. 
well, <laughs> uh, there's a bit more to that story, but yes, the, I, did, <laughs> I did say if those only, words, and I probably a... I did say those words, and that was my reaction to them winning that race. But there, there's a bit yes. more to that story because they, they, they should, anyway, my kids shouldn't have been in that race. Oh, my this kids is were, my kids are, can, Anyway, that's a whole other thing. All right, so. <laughs> So then, um, I hope yeah. our one listeners so, enjoy. Exactly. I, I love yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. I love you so much. Like, you know, this pressure is going to go to the cutting room floor. Um, yeah. Snip, snip, right. yeah. Down it falls. So, so anyways, yeah. So I think that I think that it'll be. Uh, I'm hopeful that it'll be a good trailer. Try harder releases on December third. And where can you see it? You may be wondering. Well, I know, but I'm not saying. If you want to find out, <laughs> you must try harder. Oh, <laughs> for crying nice. out loud! For and and for those of you who are uh, you know uh, trying to keep pinching them pennies, uh, if you wait until May second, twenty twenty two, you'll see it on PBS Independent Lens. Just by the way, there we go. There we go. Perfect. All right, Thank so Pete, tell us okay, about one hundred percent cheating on my pick. <gasps> it's not a movie. What? Uh, that's right. It's not a movie. It's a limited series, and it's a limited series from uh, curator or creator uh, Robert Cycle, and it stars Lily James and Sebastian Stan and Nick Offerman, and it tells the story <laughs> of 96 hours in 1995 when Pam and Tommy yeah. lost a sex tape. Uh, see what we got. What is this? Just uh, fast forward. Who's this guy? That's Tommy Lee's drummer from Motley Crue. Where did you get this? Just, just keep going forward. Hang on. Uh, keep, keep fast forwarding. Okay. Holy shit! That's Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Just keep going. We'll go back. Play, play, play. God damn. It's so private. It's like we're seeing something we're not supposed to be seeing. Which is kind of what makes it so hot. If this thing ever got out. This tape could be spreading. Baby, we will get it back. It's not a big deal to me. I'm on that tape, same as you. No, not like me, I know. Here we go. What the hell is this? The show is called Pam and Tommy. And if you are uh, alive and following the news, the mm -hmm. pop culture news at a certain time, uh, that would be 1996, you were all about Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson's sex tape. It just, it dominated uh, uh, the news cycle. And I have been so excited by some of Hulu's choices in some of their original properties. Mm -hmm. When I saw this come up after just finishing uh, Only Murders in the Building, uh, that this cast was taking on this wackadoo story, uh, I, I just could not 
not pick it. It looks fantastic. Lily James is playing Pamela Anderson. Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee. Uh, <laughs> and Nick Offerman uh, is in it. Uh, and he is, I don't know, I, I don't know what he's playing. One of the, like, one of the guys who, the thieves who gets a hold of the, um, you know, of the sex tape and what they do with it. It is the degree to which they, they like try to capture the experience of getting the tape and putting it on the internet for everybody to see and then selling tickets to it um, is, I mean, it was just hysterical to me. It took me right back to where I was in 1996, immediately before I started watching X-Men 97. So, what'd you guys think? <laughs> Pam and Tommy. Yeah, it was. it's a, it's a great trailer. Uh, but it, it's so weird to me that I remember this happening, and now there's a limited series about it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. this is what aging is like, huh? They people they just take moments <laughs> of your culture it. and just repackage it and send sell it right back to you. I, I like, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's like when you see a World War II thing. It's it's one thing, but like they're still alive. Like Tommy and Pamela Anderson are still yeah. around. Like <laughs> it's like, they're like, Hey, remember the worst days of our lives? Yeah. There's a Hulu limited series about it now. And it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> is it, is uh, it too soon? I don't know. I hope that there's a, yeah. I hope that there's a little bit of, of balance in this and that they show that Pamela and Tommy Lee who, you know, for for all our cartoon characters, like they're, I mean, like they're they're the large in life personas that they actually show them as regular people who had something stolen from them, like something bad happened to yes. them, and and not just as I don't know, just as as uh, dupes. And and I don't know, I don't remember the rest of the story, but didn't they really lean in eventually? And I and so, yeah. I think they really leaned in, and it was like to Ocean's point. I don't I don't think it ended up being the worst days of their lives. Because I, I, I think I believe Tommy Lee did a music video that was sort of yeah. made fun of all of the stuff where I believe he he was naked in it except for a very large remote control strategically placed. <laughs> <laughs> While I have not seen either of those videos, um, awesome. I um, yeah, uh, I believe yeah, the song I, is "Get Naked." If I remember, if I'm, if I'm remember. Oh, exactly, that's that's Methods of Mayhem. I'll let the yeah, I have that album. It's uh, Methods of Mayhem song, "Get Naked." Yeah, but I didn't realize okay. that was the okay. I, you know what? Maybe I have seen that video. I just don't remember it. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, I so a. I, I too, like you were, I was like, oh, well, this is like, you know, something I remember in time and they're showing it back. And then I, I felt honestly a little dumb when I saw the title and I was like, oh, Pam and Tommy, what could that be about? And then two seconds in, oh, it's about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I was like, yeah, clue in, Ocean. What is this? What do you think this is about? Um, yeah. So I, I, I think that uh, I do also, I think, addressing what I, my impression from the trailer was that it is going to show a little bit more of the humanity of, of Pamela Anderson with this because, you know, she was, you know, you're right. They both got turned into cartoon characters. But I think for Tommy Lee, that was kind of on brand. Where Pamela Anderson mm -hmm. was really mm -hmm. going for a different, a different thing. You know, I mean, you know, when you're a, a drummer of a rock band, that's you know, especially with a band like Motley Crue, being a big cartoon character is really on brand. Um, and so that, but you know, and she should, and, and the line in the trailer when Tommy's like, "Well, I'm in it just like you," and, and then the Pamela Anderson actress says, "Well, no, not like me." And and that and that mm -hmm. is true because it wasn't yeah. the same. That's why I said it wasn't worth the of yeah. you know the yeah. our lives. It, it may or may not. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that you could, you, you can argue, I think anyone can argue back and forth and you can quibble about whether or not it's a net positive or negative for Pamela Anderson and what ends up happening with her career. But definitely whatever it is, it was worse for her than it was for him. Right. You know, so, yes. but yeah. But I, I, but all that being said, yes, I am going to watch, I'm going to watch this right when it comes out and I'm not missing an episode of it because it was great. 
<laughs> I I just have to say the uh, Lily James, like looking at the press deals of this show, yeah. I I am floored by how she captures Pam Anderson. Yeah. Like she just embodies this yeah. person, and I I can still see Sebastian stand behind the drums at the in the the Motley Crue set pieces that they do, <laughs> and and so I I still see him in there looking kind of like Tommy Lee, but. Pamela Anderson, I can get lost in in that. I can you can you can sway me on on her yeah. uh, role here. It looks incredible. So uh, February second, twenty twenty two series premiere. And right I think as as the film went went by, I believe there is a a clip of of her appearing at the premiere of Barbed Wire. <laughs> it looks like she's wearing the costume. And I was yes, like, I, oh, I, I, yes, I, I, I remember that movie that was, it was nice. horribly bad. And then, uh, oh, yes. it was another, it was actually another reason why for, for of famous, uh, of famous people, Pamela Anderson is one that I feel one of the people I feel the most empathy for is because her fame is so outsized compared to her wealth. Right. And that that's yeah. kind of oh, the worst thing you want to be, because if you, if you really yeah. look at her career and think about it, th- there's nothing in there that makes a bunch of money, but she's just, mm-hmm. she's way more famous than she has money. Yeah. She didn't get yeah. to retire on yeah. that stripperella. Check. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Well, Memory that, lane. What was that show? I mean, v? I mean Stanley, Stanley <laughs> creates Spider-Man, but then he also creates stripperella. So, you know, just <laughs> yep, for yep. all you struggling writers out there. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes just, you swing. Yeah, just yeah, just, just swing keep swinging. You'll get there. You'll get it. That's right. Hey, speaking of swinging. Oh, my gosh. And speaking of Spider-Man, uh, my trailer is the final trailer for the the final of the Spider-Man trilogy. Spider-Man No Way Home. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. For, like... Possibly the most spoiled movie of the MCU. Uh, this is only the second trailer, so like, the, and, yeah. and this is it. Like, there's no, we're not going to see anything more until it, it hits screens. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's interesting to see what they're showing us and what they're not, and then also what we learn 
by watching it what they're not sharing with us too. So uh, it, it basically we've, we're we're cracking open the multiverse because uh, we have spider villains from all the previous Spider-Man movies are crossing over into the MCU uh, and causing problems for Peter. And then Doctor Strange reveals that, yeah, um, they'll die. And Peter goes, not on my watch. So <laughs> it seems like uh, he puts himself in opposition against the Sorcerer Supreme to try and save these people who want to kill him. How very Peter Parker. What do you guys think of the trailer? My initial thought of the trailer itself was this is too much trailer. I, I, I now know <laughs> too much about this movie and I, I, I honestly now wish I had never seen it. But it's Spider-Man. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm still there. Yeah. Op- I'm still there. Opening weekend. And yep. that, during that weekend, I I, ex- I expect there to be a film board uh, podcast uh, about it that weekend as well. Yeah. There are a couple of things going on. First of all, I, I'll let you point out the missing, uh, the missing <laughs> punch. Yes. Uh, Kyle. I watched the trailer reaction video because Tom Holland and Zendaya and uh, the third um, actor, the, the other friend mm-hmm. uh, they had not seen the trailer and so they sat down to get the trailer reveal and they re- re- did this on youtube and at one point they're they're all saying oh my god that looks so cool and tom holland says yeah that scene right there where i'm doing all that swing stuff yeah i was pretty much just running there i never did any of that cool <laughs> stuff like it, it's really funny and then zendaya says under her breath and it wasn't even captioned uh she she turns to tom holland and says quietly no which Spider-Man was that? <gasps> and it and and I felt like that like I know that I'm I'm like being a super criminologist there but like mm-hmm. it it feels like we're getting closer and closer to confirmation with actual yeah. uh um footage. I am so I'm really excited about what we're not seeing. Like again, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be the optimist and I love trailers and um and so uh, I I just know there's going to be some stuff in there that we don't see. Right here, I, I, there's, I think there's, still there are, won't be spoiled. They are holding on to some surprises. I mean, there's things that yeah. we're we're ninety percent sure are going to happen, yeah. um, but there I think there are they have kept some stuff from us because I think there's the the finale. I think is going to be just one of those most freeze frame thing of like, oh, look at the you can see the oh, look at the. <laughs> I'm just curious if they're going to just sort of keep that into you know, like when the when the multiverse cracks open, if it's just going to be Spider Man related stuff, or they're really just going to go. You know, hog wild. You know, yeah, know. We'll, we'll it's it's. I feel like this is setting itself up to be the Captain America Civil War of this. Like yeah. basically, this right. is a this is a major Avengers level movie. They're just focusing it on Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The you can. There's lots of good reactions. Lots of people have gone through into. I, I, we were, we were texting each other, uh, like after, after it came out, uh, and so uh, there's like within an hour of the trailer dropping, somebody had already like gone through and and saw a, a very small moment that now I, I've seen all the other nerdists and everything has picked up in that and that shot where there where Spider-Man is leaping into action and there's there's Electro, there's Sandman, there's Lizard and he sort of has lined himself up with with Electro. Um as the other two are sort of leaping into midair, um the Lizard gets punched by no one. <laughs> the, 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 you can you can see in the trailer he literally like his head just ugh, cocks to the side and there's no one there. Yeah. It almost seems like Maybe there was a, another person web slinging into there that they removed for the trailer. And, and, and you might ask the question, 
Now, which Spider-Man was that? Yeah, <laughs> that you might you might fit that question in there. The other uh, interesting little little uh, nugget I, I saw that I, I noticed, and then I wonder if I was going insane, and I saw the other all the other people had found it too. There's there's a second Goblin in the trailer as well. There's one shot where there's a Goblin essentially coming out of the moon, but it's not Willem Dafoe. Like he's not in the Power Ranger outfit. Like yeah. he's. It's it's somebody else wearing like a green cloak and stuff too. So is that Dane DeHaan? Is that right? Is you know is that I mean like, God? Is it Harry Osborn? Like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very know. I'm very but, excited. Yeah. About it. yeah, it's gonna be it's, interesting. It's as Ocean says, it's Spider Man. Yeah. It's Spider Man. That's, That's right. It's directed by, directed by John see. Watts, who directed the you know Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who wrote the last two Spider movies, wrote this one. So it's yeah. you know they're they're completing their trilogy, and I think that's the other thing people need to think about is this is the end of a Spider Man trilogy. So we are probably going to be saying goodbye to a majority of of these these actors, these creators. So like this is this is the end of a, of a of a period of Spider Man's life. I think whatever comes yeah. after, I think will be a whole nother thing. Yeah, but you, so I, I think emotionally that, prepare yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, most yeah, right because I think a lot of it is isn't a lot to do because of the Sony deal. Like that Sony may want Spider Man right. back, and they're not going to agree to another deal because they see you know how much money Marvel's they're, making they're off of it. Flush with Venom cash and yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet sweet carnage. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Morbius is what's going to save us now. Right, uh, so right. uh, Spider Man No Way Home drops on December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. I believe tickets go on sale the week of Thanksgiving or the week after Thanksgiving. So there's 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 gonna be, there's, uh, there's a Spider Monday. I think they're trying to sell is the the day when pre orders go on sale. So Spider Monday. All right. Uh, so all right. So let's let's uh, have a have put together a little game for you, gentlemen, uh, because you know Ooh. fall is falling all around because it's fall, uh, and in the autumn our thoughts all turn the same way. We think about pumpkin spice, apple cider, crunching leaves, and of course alternate shooting titles for popular movies. That's right. In honor of the most famous secret codename in geek lore, I present to you the Blue Harvest Festival Challenge. The- what movie is that based oh, on? Nice. For the, for, the, for the younger and ocean fans out there, um, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, filmed under the yep. title Blue Harvest, to keep fans from finding out the secrets of the movie while they're filming. And this trend has continued. Uh, today, I'm going to give you the titles the movies used during filming, and you're going to give me what the real movie title was. So I've divided them up into the first category is Star Wars. And the second category is Marvel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lean so, in. Exactly. So we're gonna get, don't worry, we're gonna do rapid fire so we don't have to we don't have to go that fast. I'm making my scoreboard right now. So while you're while you're getting your complex gaming uh, strategy built up, I, I just have to say, go watch the Family Guy Blue Harvest episode. So yes. good. So Actually, funny. I'm not a Family Guy fan, but I gotta say, their Star Wars yeah. stuff. What? Their Star Wars really, stuff. You don't the like Star Wars trilogy is really funny. Point. I do not yeah. like Family Guy at all. I I I think South Park's assessment of Family Guy is dead on. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Family Guy to me is just manatees and beach balls. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I, I'm a complex person. I, I approve of both opinions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is not to say that I'm like, you know, like Team South Park either, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, like, so, so I'll give you an example because this one's easy. So if I was to say to you, Pete, uh, the movie, the film that they filmed under was Jar Jar's Big Adventure, you would say. Uh, was that episode uh, one? Oh no! It was actually episode two. Episode two. Episode two? Okay. Yeah. I don't think of the okay. prequels. So I, will, often. I will take either either like episode whatever or the name of the thing. It's fine. I'm not being picky okay. about that. 
Thank you. All right, so you did one and you did terribly on it. So I'm going to give you a negative wow. one points for that. No, we're doing I'm we're kidding. doing great. Now I thought okay. that was the bonus. Yeah, that was like a test. Right? That was, that was, that was, that was, was I was I was I was kidding. I was kidding. Okay, killing All right, man. so All right. Ocean. Yes, sir. The movie is known as it was filmed as Trixie. The okay, so New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are not on this list, but in the other Star Wars. Are. Got it. So it's a Star Wars movie. And so the original, the original trilogy under so the OT name is out Trixie. of this one. Um, yes, which did they film under Trixie? The Force Awakens. No, it was actually Rise of Skywalker. Wow. For a bonus point, Pete, wow. can you tell me why they called it Trixie? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I they call it Trixie because it has IX in it because it was episode nine. Episode nine. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So Pete. All right. All right. Here we go. The Dollhouse. Is this a this is a Star Wars? This is one? Star Wars. We're all Star Wars. We're doing all Star Wars right now. The Dollhouse Star Wars code name for and it's going to be all, yeah. it counts for all nine. Yeah, movies. all well, no, not the original. So not the original trilogy are not part of this, but any other Star Wars movies are part of this. Oh, here's a good question. Do you got is mm-hmm. Rogue One and Solo in the mix too? They they are in the mix as well. They're in the mix. Okay, so I'm pretty much. You were. I'm going to say The Force Awakens. Oh, it is actually <laughs> Phantom Menace. Oh, we're crying out loud. Okay. All right. I'm coming back. I've got okay. it. I've got it. My game face is on. Go ahead. Okay. Ocean. Right. Ocean. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to get my first Because we're running out of Star Wars movies. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Space Bear. The Force Awakens. No. no. <laughs> it's it's got to eventually be right, right? It's, <laughs> it's actually Last Jedi. <laughs> Space bear, space bear. Some of these, some of these make sense. Some of these have explanations. Some of them are just like, uh, let's just pick two words and put them together. Uh, What's so funny is that I I screamed no because I immediately thought it's Return of the Jedi because of the space bears in it. But oh, that was already Blue yeah. Harvest. That's settled science. Right. What yeah, are we exactly. doing yeah, here? Settled science. All right, all right, yeah. Pete. Yeah, Avco, A V C O, Avco. What? <laughs> Not even a word. What? That's like, is that, is that an, is it an acronym of some sort? It's all in caps. So maybe we've said the force awakens twice. Yes. I'm going to say the force awakens. Kyle. Oh, thank God. Pete. Yes. It's <laughs> called Avco because that is the name of the theater that JJ Abrams saw his first star Wars movie in. Oh my God. Go wow. figure. All right. yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. All right. Ocean. Ocean. I, did it. I did it for you, man. It's off the map. Okay. Do not it's say up. the Force Do Awakens. Not say Force Awakens. Got right. Got Ocean. It. Okay. Yes. Code name Red Cup. It was filmed under code name yeah. Red Cup. The code name was Red Cup. Solo. Yes. Nice. See, that wow. do actually make yeah. sense. Yeah, that one that one makes sense. All right, Pete. So. The mm-hmm. bridge. Rogue One. No, it's actually Revenge of the Sith. Ah, for crying out! Because it makes loud, sense with the, Star the Wars bridge. All right, Ocean. Yeah, but there's a bridge yes. in in. Uh, <laughs> the bridge in Solo. Isn't all right, it? all right, Ocean, Los Alamos. Okay, it's the only one that hasn't been picked yet. So, so you should Rogue be paying one? attention. Rogue One. Yes, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yes. Okay, that's because oh, uh, Los Alamos because the Alamo, like the honestly, I think it was. I, I, I feel free. The, the, my two Alamos, actually made some sense. Right? Like the, I think actually probably the Manhattan Project probably was with Los Alamos. 
something. Oh, okay. Because yeah, uh, the first thing I think of was the Alamo, and that's kind of what happened to them. Well, it worked for you. You got you there. Yeah. Uh, also, right. uh, just All for right. the nerds out there, a Rise of Skywalker was also codenamed Black Diamond. Oh, well, that but makes I, I decided sense not to then. do two. Because yeah. there are a couple of these. There actually is one. Of, I'm, okay, so now that was round one. Ocean with a dominant two points. Uh, okay. My, my we're doing now. are always low scoring. All right, so now we're shifting <laughs> over to the <laughs> MCU. Because <laughs> I use them to make points, not to have fun. All right, so okay. the, actually one of these movies actually has three alternate titles, but I won't make you do that. All right, so we're going to go... So it, this start. could be any of the Marvel this could be movies. any of the MCU movies, including ones that have not come out yet. Because, oh. yes, I know the alternate title for that they filmed Spider-Man No Way Home under. Uh, these are not okay. every MCU movie, but these are all the ones that I could find the, the alternate titles for. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think we're at, we're at Pete, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Full tilt. Full tilt. What yes. does that represent? Full right. tilt. It sounds like, I mean, we're talking about um, uh, pinball. Okay. Uh, it, it has a very sort of, oh, you know what it has? It makes me think of the 80s. Okay. It makes me think of arcades. Okay. It makes me think of Walkman oh. and, and my Walkman. And my Walkman makes me think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Kyle, I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy. And that is correct. Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Ocean, Bigfoot. So Bigfoot. Okay, so I, I have to stop thinking of Star Wars movies. All right, so it's a Marvel movie. Yes, yes, so we're, in the, we're in the MCU. I liked, I liked Full Tilt. That one did make some sense. All right, so Bigfoot makes me think of someone who mm-hmm. requires a large shoe. Um, so let's see, or is a Sasquatch that is considered is. a mythical creature mm. that is not well known or people that there's always evidence of it but nobody believes they exist hearkening back to the television show <laughs> of, uh, of where there were characters in it that were trying to prove that this thing existed that did not exist so i'm gonna go with hulk oh wait can i steal can i at least try can i try all right try 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 Pete. is it ant-man it is Ant-Man. <laughs> who else needs the foot. biggest foot yeah. yes yeah right that was my, that was my second choice, but I I started fall, I started I, I started falling in love with my own uh, my own logic, linking it back to a television show. Yeah. No, yeah, you did. Like, you sounded great. So, yeah, you did. I, say, I was going to say you started out, and I was like, "Oh, he's onto it. Oh, he's got it." And then you took that, I took that right hard turn. left turn. It was oh, the no, sas- no, it was no. a Sasquatch. Like, oh, no. That's where Sasquatch, yeah. Yeah. we started doing conspiracy theorizing, and that yep. things that's right. Things Sasquatch led you astray. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The center cannot hold. All right, uh, Pete. Then we're continuing on with this this monster that we're talking about. What is the film, also known as Creature Report? The, the creature that I think of is Abomination, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to say, is is the Hulk in, included in there? I'm sorry, is not the Hulk. Oh, so do I get For to whatever can, can reason, I try now? It is. Can I yeah, try go ahead. Now? Okay. Give it a shot. So it's Creature Report? Creature Report, yep. Okay, so, and then you gave me a small hint to say, for whatever reason. So that means then yes. that I should not think of anything logical about this at all. So. No, I, I can't make the connection. So, therefore, Iron Man 3. Oh, actually, now I can. Ah, okay. No, maybe, I, maybe, I think I led you astray that time. Uh, it's actually Thor Ragnarok. So I guess maybe the creature is the Hulk. So you guys were oh. thinking of it. Oh. Mm. what they were doing. Hmm. Right? Okay. Know. 
Okay, yeah. I can see that. I can see that now. Okay. I re- right. I regret. Yeah. Some of these some of these make total yeah. sense, and some of them like as like a pun, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and some of them uh, don't. Okay. Uh, so uh, see, we're uh, see ocean. Uh, okay, me. so now we're to yeah, ocean. Okay, so ocean. Um, Thursday morning, and morning is spelled M O U R N I N G. Thursday morning. Uh, Avengers Endgame. No, Pete, do you want to try and? It actually, it actually makes sense if you if, if you break it There's down. There's a so it's 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 got to be a a part two. It's got to be a second. So all of the first movies are out. I I'm gonna mm-hmm. say, and what is the movie? So here's, I did I felt a uh, morning for Endgame. I would have said Endgame. That would have been my pick. But since it's off the off the the table, um, it's not. I mean, I guess it could be Winter Soldier was the second um, age of. You're, you're really working hard for no points. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, oh, uh, one that put me in mourning. Can I do that? I'm going to say uh, yes. Thor 2. What was the second? The Dark World. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct because it's. It's Thursday, Thursday yeah. morning, so it's <laughs> Thor's yep. day. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I probably right? should have gone with the Thursday as my anchor, but instead I just went with it made me sad. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the, the, the makers knew that that was going to happen before. Yeah, right. So they were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pete. Um, what would you say is the movie that is also known as Frostbite? Did somebody get frozen that I'm missing? Did somebody get real, real cold? Who got cold? Did anybody get cold in the Avengers? Our, our judges are saying if you haven't got it by now, you're never going to get it. Uh, oh, you know what? There was somebody who was pulled from the ice, Kyle. Oh. <gasps> is yes. it Cap? It is. Which one? Oh. Which Captain America movie? Crap. If, if he gets it wrong, I want to steal. <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier. No, no, no. first oh, Avenger. So close. <laughs> the first Avenger. Ocean. First Avenger. First Avenger. That's when they actually pull it, him out of the ice. I mean, you're right there, Pete. But it you're, literally you're right has there. winter yeah. in the name. <laughs> it does. I know. I know. Oh I know. God. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Over to Ocean. Oh, yes. Summer of George. Summer of George? <laughs> Summer of George. I this one I I I, I don't know. Summer don't know of George. Did, well, let's see. We've the hint I will give you is that the next film was also something of George. So I can tell you it is it is part of a series. <laughs> of a series of George. No, it's part of a it's series not, in the Marvel done. universe. Yes. Great, Kyle. It was like it was like yes, it was like the next the next well no the next one was, well as opposed to you know. There are some. There are some that are only one. Okay. Right. Okay. So then, uh, summer of George um, makes me. Let's see. Let's see. Like uh, right. So it could be Incredible. It's not Incredible Hulk. So, but then it could be. Okay. I, I, will, t- I will say you guess. You guys have guessed it twice. Incredible Hulk is not right. on my list. So, okay. So summer of George makes me think of the uh, ch- children's book Curious George, and in Curious George, <laughs> he always hung out with the man <laughs> in the big yellow hat. 
So now sure. I just need to figure out which Marvel Cinematic property has someone who hat. consistently wears either a hat, <laughs> a yellow hat, or just yellow. Right? Any of these work or is out. curious. Or is, or is curious. Or is a monkey. Right. right. Well, yeah, there, there could be that. Now, since since this would make sense for Guardians of the Galaxy, we've already picked that, so it can't be Guardians of the Galaxy. It's obviously not Thor. Mm-hmm. It can't be that. The the uh, da, 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 da. can't be Thor. It well, can't be Thor Ragnarok. Can't be, it can't right. It, Thor the Dark World have been correct. eliminated. Thor, Thor is out. Thor has it's not going to be the Winter Soldier because that's just too on the nose that you're going to do a different season, right? And then I should focus Ooh. on summer versus winter versus George. So I'm looking for someone with a yellow hat on. <laughs> now, if he lands George. this plane, I'm going <laughs> to be oh a my bonus God. <laughs> if, if there are four, and since you said there were multiple of them. I think yes. that it is Iron Man 2. Oh, man. I really wish you had pulled that out. <laughs> no. But no, it is actually Spider-Man Homecoming. What? I don't know why. What? what? There's no yellow hats in <laughs> Spider-Man no Homecoming. Hats. Sorry, Spider-Man? Peter, I didn't, get, I didn't give you a chance to steal that one because, like, <laughs> no. why? Why is it called Summer of George? Not in a million years. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, back to Pete. Uh, so, Pete... Freezer burn, Winter Soldier. There you oh, go. God, justice. All right. Okay. Freezer burn. Ocean. Feige, I'm coming for you. Freezer burn. <laughs> Ocean. Yes. Yours is Sputnik. Okay, so Sputnik is space. Mm-hmm. Sputnik was Russians. Sure. So therefore, mm-hmm. it is about the Russians getting to space before the Americans and then hence creating the space race. So this mm-hmm. is a nod to <laughs> Howard Stark stealing the plans for the arc reactor from a Russian. So it's Iron Man 2. Oh, no. Oh, come on. That was, that was perfect <laughs> logic. I just Sorry. love how Kyle he, is saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, because mm-hmm. I, I think he's going for it. I'm like, oh, he's going for it. He's going for it. Like, I'm like, so he was he was going okay, the right way. He just got to the end and then took a took like, so, so Pete, so Pete you, can you go? Is? Can you go right where he went I, left? Because I, 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 he was he was I, thinking along those good lines. lines. <laughs> he was. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like a Hydra storyline, right? We done the first two caps. Is it another cap? It's very American. It is Seriously? another cap. Civil it is War? Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Ocean, man. I am just picking Sputnik. this fruit right off of there. I'm just picking the fruit <laughs> off the tr- marble tree, picking it off. Okay, well then, if you if you are, are, are so, so impressed with yourself, tell me what movie is Cherry Blue? Huh. I'm not crazy about that one. And you're a little <laughs> sassy when you delivered it. And I'm not crazy yeah, about that either. Um, it's a it's a fruit and a color cherry, and you're not blue. doing any of the the TV shows, right? No, these are just movies that were released in cinemas, and you have seen them. It actually, this one actually has a, a meaning. It does actually make sense. It does. So there, you you can you can do an ocean walk through it. You I know, and and maybe I could, but. But he's together, missed almost it, it every one sense. of those. <laughs> That's, that may be the worst advice. Uh, no, I'm. I am instead going to say uh, Doctor Strange. Oh no! Oh, so, oh, is it, actually, oh well. On, like, oh, I, I gotta have. I gotta think. I, I gotta Blue? think this through. So, <laughs> so the most popular dish that people make with cherries is pie. So. <laughs> <laughs> that means somewhere, and it's not the food. Someone's thinking of the number uh-huh. three point one four. 
See, that's why they're using pi that way. Okay. And that's where the cheering <laughs> okay. comes in there. The blue is referencing the sky. And that means that somewhere there is a sky or space in this movie at some point, but I'm not going to spoil when. Um, <laughs> but other than that, other than those just painfully obvious clues to why this movie would be called Cherry Blue. Oh, oh, which uh, which Guardians of the Galaxy have we not done? I'll do the second one. Let's see. We've done. The first I'll do one. Guardians of the Galaxy two. No. Uh, it is not. Uh, if you think about it, uh, what color are traditionally cherries? Uh, they're red. Right. And so if you call this movie red blue, would that help? But we've done all the Captain Maybe Americas, haven't we? Solutions that uh, one is red and one is blue. One makes you get bigger. One makes you get smaller. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nailed it. First try. <laughs> <laughs> When you said the red blue red pill blue pill, I'm like the Matrix. That wasn't, that wasn't Matrix, a Marvel yeah, movie, yeah. was it? It's a whole other thing. Okay, so we're back to Pete, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Pete Wright. Pete Wright. Oh, no. Okay, uh, let's see. No, no, oh, go ahead. Yeah, what was I? Nope. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because you're go, go Pete. Oh, that was a steal, right? Yes. For you, so it is my turn. Is that right? I don't want to take your turn. Okay. Right, it is your turn. I, I have right. no, I have no okay. idea. Whatever cost us, let's go. I'm good. All right, Pete. Great. After party, of course. It's a party. So what happens at mm-hmm. parties? A lot of people get together at, at parties. Sure. But an after party would happen after the party. So it's going to be a second. <laughs> it it's got to be it a would. second in a thing. So what have we had a second in a thing? Mm-hmm. Iron Man 2? But mm-hmm. and we haven't. That hasn't been said yet. We've had Thor. That has been said. So that's off the table. All the caps have been said. Um so we still have the Avengers are open. Guardians of the Galaxy, you said that, but it was wrong. So Guardians of the Galaxy could be in there. No, you did. You got Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. No, uh, Guardians Part of the Galaxy, two. Volume 2. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. two. Oh, Volume yeah, 2. Sorry. Right. Volume uh, 2 yeah. is, has not been uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is off the table. Um, yes. I think, the, I think just by process of elimination, what makes the most sense is Avenger, the second Avengers uh, uh, Ultron. Yes, I will give it to you. Avengers Age of Ultron, a.k.a. After Party. After Party. Okay, so right. the Avengers must be party. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean yes. Motherland. What's up with all these Russian references? That's going to just get me right back to the <laughs> same movie. Motherland. Motherland? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if it does make sense, Motherland makes sense. That would imply that it has something to do mm-hmm. with the, the the land or not and your parents so <laughs> okay okay no right. we mean specifically so Kyle's parents <laughs> oh my parents all right so well so, no we want to have a superhero i can tell I, I i don't think my parents have actually seen this movie so so you want to have, have a movie there's not enough cowboys in it so. okay <laughs> Well, there then, wasn't a clue. Yeah, it was yeah, just a, yeah. a, 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 a searing commentary on my father's viewing right. habits. Um, okay, so if Motherland is going to make any sense at all, then it's mm-hmm. going to be it's a Russian thing again. And we're then changing the gender of the fatherland. No, no, fatherland was German. I, I don't know. Maybe Motherland was, was Russia. Yeah. But anyway, we're changing the gender. But we're also that we are focusing on females. Of the land, I'm going Black Widow. Oh, you were would, so close! I, I was like, like to <gasps> steal. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I I would like to confidently steal because I there is only one because all the Russians are gone. Yes, we're talking about the global fruit basket 
Wakanda forever. Exactly. It is Black Panther. I thought that was a gimme. Like, I was like, I'm like, oh, he's going to die yeah. for a second. Yeah, that just seems too obvious. I thought it was more Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going for Russian themes here. Yeah. And today's with, game is called Russian. Overthinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Haven't we done them all? Are there any left? There are still more left. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll get through. There's, there's a couple that I just want to say because they're so bizarre. All right. Uh, we're over to Pete now, right? Um, sure. Uh, yes. Okay. I see you, but it's spelled E-Y-E. Doctor Strange. Yes. I have Agamotto, nice. baby. That one is a uh, gimme. Right. All right. Ocean. Group hug. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the whole thing? That was it. it was group, group hug. <laughs> group hug. <laughs> Group hug. Group hug. Which Avengers have we already done? We've already done. Uh, let's see. We've the, done. Uh, we've done Age Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron. No, Great Captain America. Uh, so we've done Age of Ultron. That's Age, Age, of, Age of, Ultron. of Ultron. That's Age of Ultron. The only Avengers movie that's been. Yeah. Used, actually. Okay. So it's off the table. If this is going to make sense at all, then that means it has to be an Avengers movie, or the group part of this could not mean anything at all. But if I Avengers, your Avengers. Ultron, I think it's got to be an Avengers. Was an after party. Mm-hmm. But f- while the party's still going on, you- you've had him kick back a few drinks. You've all started uh-huh. talking about, I love uh-huh. you, man. And you have a uh-huh. hug. So I'm going to go with the first Avengers movie. The Avengers is correct. All right. All right. Yes. So I'll just, I'll just go through a couple. I'll just list a couple of them we didn't get to. Uh, Iron Man 3 was actually caged heat. Of course I it was. I wouldn't have gotten that one unless it was no. the last one. No. Yeah. Thor what? was Manhattan. What? And here was the final one. Here it'll be a jump ball. This movie had three alternate titles. The <laughs> Rasputin, Murphy's Law, and The Adventures of Angus MacDonald. How is that not what? Iron Man 2? It is Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get that? I don't know. The, what was the first one? Rasputin, because it's Rasputin? Russian. Rasputin is, is, is Russian. Hello. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's where I'm living. What's the second one okay. again? Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Anything that can go Whatever. wrong. Whatever. Well, it can, can go, go wrong. Okay. Okay. Go wrong. Okay. Okay. All right. I get yeah, it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have I no idea what Angus okay. McDonald is about. Oh, yeah, and, no uh, and Spider-Man No Way Home was filmed under the name Serenity Now. What was you said? George had two. Where's the, what was the other? That was George? the other. I don't. I don't have it in the thing because I. I was only going to do one George, but it was. It was uh-huh. Spider-Man Far From Home was like George's adventure or whatever. It was like the okay. something of George. That was, was great. I learned yes, so much awesome. there. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Uh, I did have a bonus round, but it doesn't need to because Pete is our winner. Uh, but uh, I do have all the Batman movies as well. <laughs> so maybe I'll just I'll just hang on to those. Well, that, yeah, you, 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 have you, you put, put that in your put that in the back pocket and say that for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as we cruise up toward a two-hour podcast, let's go right. ahead and move into our list. <laughs> yeah. just, if you just cut out all the Marvel references, you know, it'll just be like the game. <laughs> <laughs> of alternate titles would you like to switch yours from quiet fan to helpful patron you can do so over at nextreel.com slash membership by becoming a member for no more than five dollars a month you get access to live streams as we record early access to shows in your promotional podcast feed access to the super secret member channels of discord member bonus episodes even for real physical stickers delivered to you by the unsung heroes of the u.s postal service and their muscular dinosaur mounts 
And if you want to know what you'll be supporting, you can find out the full list of all the movies in our 21-22 season at, on Letterboxd. And while you're there, if you put the word next reel into the promo box at checkout, you can renew or upgrade your Letterboxd account to Pro or Patreon with a 20% off discount. Plus, it'll keep the carnivorous neon finches from stealing all your hair again. And now, the list game. Welcome to the Rob Cabosco Memorialist Challenge. Uh, we were challenged by the last host to come up with movies with complicated games or games with complicated rules. Was I, that I, where I, the I language just, was ever really came down the, movie, the word "movie complicated" and games were kind of you know word saladed, yes. and yeah, <laughs> yes, that's what I got. That's yeah. So, so I'm curious to see so, what. So, uh, so, what, Pete, as, as, as a witness to the creation here. of this, what, what did you come away with was the uh, theme for the list? I was told to sit out because I was going to be on this show. And so <laughs> I just right. kind of tune. And you're going to be doing yeah, it again. Yeah, I just kind of tune out. And it was, I think it was related somehow to the complex game structure that we had in that episode. Uh, and it was Tom's idea. And he was he was throwing us a grenade. Who's, <laughs> that's all, all right. the rest to it. All right, well then, uh, let me let me be the first one to pull the pin. Uh, my first game is, uh, I mean, the, the stakes are really high in terms of a child has been kidnapped. Uh, his sister has to rescue him and has to go through uh, whatever she can, including an entire army uh, of uh, of strange creatures. Um, but the good news is, is the guy she's going up against looks a lot like David Bowie. <laughs> Uh, so I'm picking Labyrinth from 1986. <laughs> as your first pick, outstanding. Uh, directed by Jim Henson as my first pick. Because it it's a very complicated game that she's going through about people lying and setting her the wrong way and the bog of eternal stench. and The know. bog of eternal stench. That's, That's good. Right. I like that pick. Uh, and that, that works. I uh, Oh, and I'm third. I don't even get to go right now. That's just no, no, you don't right. get to go yeah, right now. Yes. No, I, 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 I struggled with this list. And I have three mm-hmm. movies, and I'm hoping that nobody steals my three movies because my backups might <laughs> suck a bit. So, um, I my first one, which is the one on my list that I, I'll, I'll start with, the one I like the least. Um, so my uh, my first one is a movie with multiple games in it, and it has Ooh. inside of this movie we have many characters playing multiple games that all are overly complicated ways to not die. One game is all about being in an open area and try not to fall through some ice. Another game is to get across a room that is upside down. Don't fall through that. One game is get outside of this giant oven that you did not know you were already in. And one game is try not to get killed by poisonous gas. Um, in the And if that has not tipped you off, the synopsis of it is six strangers find themselves in a maze of deadly mystery rooms and must use their wits to survive. Escape room. Steel. Such mm. a steal. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of yeah, horror yeah, movies. Yeah, so the, yeah, like yeah, the, movie, the movie's just okay, but each room will challenge the characters and your wits to figure out how to get out of them alive. So that's that. That was my complicated part. Yes, so. I I am I am on. I didn't see it because I thought it would look really dumb, and then mm-hmm. um, uh, Tommy was one of the only people that I knew who said that movie. I actually liked that movie, and so mm-hmm. I I have to say I saw it and I agree with him. And I even saw. Never mind. Stop talking. 
Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a sequel, I saw the preview for the sequel and I was like, this actually looks pretty smart. Yeah, don't, even wanna, don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you shut your mouth, oh, Kyle. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell us what your first game movie uh, is? Well, and, and mine really fall into two categories, um, which is, mm-hmm. you know, movies in which the players don't know the rules, thus making playing the game complicated, right? Ooh. And that really falls into yes. the death game uh, category, right? Because it, that's, you know, that's sure. part of the the trope. And the other are movies in which I don't know the rules and therefore would be terrible at playing it and makes it complicated. So mm-hmm. that actually gives me a whole world of other games that other people would have, have find, uh, find very easy, but I would struggle. And uh, and so I think the first one that I'm going to go with is uh, uh, just in case it's not stolen, in case it's stolen, it's a gambling movie. It is a poker movie that isn't actually about poker. I'm a terrible poker player. There are so many, it feels like so many things you can do in poker that are complicated to me. And so I give this when mm. uh, this is a, uh, uh, a patient zero pick. I actually read Steve Sarmento's review of this uh, 1974 George Siegel movie uh, with Elliot Gould called California Split, and it is superlative. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it is, uh, it, it's just great. They are fantastic. Elliot Gould um, is, it plays opposite the gambler, uh, George Siegel, and it has just some great natural poker moments 1974 it really is is a story about addiction and uh, as many gambling movies are um and it is worth seeing california split 1974 i have never heard of that movie so that's pretty cool there you go all right back to the top of the order so it's me all right so uh the game actually is pretty simple uh it's basically someone says do something and you have to do it when they tell you to and not when they don't tell you to. But it gets more complicated when you have to run all over the city and there are bombs and explosions and all this kind of stuff because my pick is Die Hard with a Vengeance (laughs) from 1995. The game, of course, is Simon Says. That's outstanding. That is an outstanding pick. I can't believe that didn't come up. For me, I can't yeah, believe it. I, I did not think it. of that at all. Not really, even. Yeah, that is one of the first things I thought of because, like, I, I still that's that's how, how I learned how to do that whole uh, the water thing. Like, it has to have four gallons. Yeah. You know the like. Uh, there's a logic puzzle. Yeah. Like, I learned how fountain. to do that logic puzzle from Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, that's fantastic! All right, uh, Ocean, what do you got? Number two, Ocean. Imagine on Earth that has lost over 50% of its population because it has been attacked and barely, it has been attacked and the human race barely fended off an invasion from an insectoid alien race. And at the ripe old age of 10, you are asked to join the global military's battle school. There, you will go through many computer simulations and some practical ones of battle or fight sequences. After showing your 10-year-old brilliance, you get command of a virtual fleet and are given one final test before maybe commanding in real life. After all the trials and tribulations of battle school, though, you are frustrated and you want to embark on on your own. So you decide to do a different strategy that will guarantee huge losses on your side with the singular goal of destroying the entire population of the virtual planet on your screen. Amazingly, you succeed. And even though you think you're going to be fail and kicked out of the school, your teachers and commanders start applauding your effort and bold strategy for winning this game. But this game has a twist. 
Turns out your screen wasn't a simulation, but you were commanding real people, sending them to their death, and your bomb destroyed a real <laughs> alien homeworld. So congratulations Wait, for winning. Your prize is you committed Spoilers. genocide. <laughs> And this is the prize is genocide. genocide. This is the simple version of the complicated features in the movie Ender's Game. Good book, average movie, terrible author. That's the Uh, real shake of it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I I like the movie, so the book is better. I guess people must do the same. book is is I I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, the whole series of the the whole book series, the Ender's Ender Verse. Do they call it an Ender Verse? Anyway, uh, (laughs) all of the the Ender books I thought were really strong. If I had more patience for the author. Okay, my second pick. I have, uh, let's just ask the question, central question. What, gentlemen, determines the value of a human life? Hmm. If you happened to be one of 50 strangers who woke up in a round room with a dome in the middle and had to determine the bizarre rule set that kept getting one of you at a time every two minutes killed by a magic lightning bolt, then you would be in Circle, futuristic sci-fi thriller uh, in which these same 50 people are being executed one at a time based on (laughs) this set of rules they do not know. And uh, it is part of a series of movies that I've watched that all have a shape in them. And uh, (laughs) there there may or may not be another shape movie in your future here tonight, based on my picks. Uh, Circle, one of the reasons I like Circle so much, it's one of those where I watched, I think it was another Patient Zero movie. I'm not sure it was Andy or or, uh, somebody in the community recommended this, and then I watched it. And Julie Benz is in it. Julie Benz, Darla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and uh, she was on Dexter yeah. for a while. Yeah, I no, really I, met her at a con. She is super. She's nice. super nice. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. yeah so this is yeah. this is a, one of those movies with a, a person in it that is super familiar to me and a lot of people who aren't. But I did like the mechanic of it as they determine ha- they have to figure out what the rules are that keep getting their peers killed. And eventually, the mechanic is you know it's it, it's a, a last man standing kind of a kind of an idea and they have to kind of figure out who who is the games master of this movie and it was it was a fun little romp for you know if people like me like movies that are named after shapes this is a movie for you <laughs> oh you're such a square <laughs> okay All right, back to me so um so Sometimes when you, you're faced with the game and you see how it works and you see the rules and machination and stuff too, what you figure out is the the only way to win the game is not to play. So I'm picking war games from 1983. <laughs> Global thermonuclear war. Nice pick. What What's really sure. strange is that you are the only one so far who has picked movies that start with different letters. I have C's. Oh, Ocean has E's. Are we going to wrap it up with E's and C's? All my directors also have names that start with J. I Ooh. did not Excellent. even notice that. So if you if you know it's a Rob it's the Rob Cabasco Memorial yeah. List game. So I mean they have to have some sort yeah, of some sort I of did, theme. I, yeah. I did not notice that. I I I actually failed on now two themes because the one I, the, my first movie didn't meet the theme that I had for the other one. So um, basically, I think in this movie, instead of describing it, 
I will describe the movie through the complicated rules of the game that the Mm. main character plays. Okay. Okay. Rule, there are eight rules in this game. Rule one, (laughs) you get a voucher for your birthday and go to an office where you will be put through a battery of physical and psychological tests. Rule two, you'll be told that you have been rejected and will not get to play the game at all. Rule three, you will have strange things happen to you and you will meet others who claim to have also been affected by the game. Rule four, you will have your life turned upside down, lose all your money, get drugged, and wake up in a coffin in Mexico. Rule five, you will get back to the States, take hostages, storm the building where you took the tests in step one. Rule six, you will burst through the door and shoot your sibling, preferably a brother, in the chest and killing them. Rule seven, you will jump off a rooftop in an effort to commit suicide. So many And rule eight, Mm -hmm. you will land in a soft pillow where your friends and family, including the brother or sister you thought you just killed, will bring you cake, drinks, and sing happy birthday. Oh. These are the rules, and this is a good chunk of the plot of the uh, (laughs) Michael Douglas movie, The Game. (laughs) The rules and a good chunk of the plot. It's the the whole thing. Uh, but you know that one. That it's a, was it's such a great movie. I love that movie. So much. Oh, Michael Douglas. Uh, he's he's yeah. pretty good. Uh, David Fincher. Yep, yeah, David, David Fincher. Fincher. Yeah. Yep. That was that movie. Speaking of our ten year anniversary, that was part of our uh, one of our very earliest series, the Benjamin Button uh, style uh, David Fincher mm-hmm. series, where we talked about all the David Fincher movies in reverse order. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, fun. Uh, okay, that that leaves me. All right. Yes, bring us home. You guys, I, anytime I have an opportunity to bring this pick because not enough people have seen it, I'm going to do it. And because I had to throw in my gambling thing, I couldn't do the trio of shape movies. But I will give you my final pick, my favorite movie in the oeuvre of uh, Death Game movies. Uh, you, once again, it'll sound a little bit familiar to the cir- to Circle. A bunch of strangers wake up and find each other and they're in boxes, <laughs> and they have to figure out why are they in the box? What are the rules of the box? How do they get mm-hmm. to each uh, e- each other room in the box through the slidey doors? And then there's also math involved. <laughs> math, math, math was also present. And uh, sometimes they would oh, die from torture. gas and poison, and sometimes from laser beams. I'm talking about one of my very favorite uh, sci-fi late night uh, watches, Cube. Cube. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Cube. I'll even celebrate the whole trio. Cube, hypercube, cube zero. <laughs> you could have you pulled, pulled the Cabasco. I could have yeah, pulled exactly. the Cabasco, but I think we know from the Memorial Rob Cabasco list challenge, you never pull a Cabasco. <laughs> it's fatal. That is fatal. <laughs> <laughs> There's one lesson we could take from this marathon. Yeah. Matt. Never yeah. pull a Cabasco. Yeah. All right. What do you have for backups? I think Ocean didn't have any, right? I, was I that had, it? I, you? I, no, well, I had two that sucked. I was going to either try to get uh, screws in uh, The Running Man um, or um, going along with kind of the theme where uh, like you had people where players don't know that they're actually playing a game was Rat Race, which was a... Oh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, had, uh, I had one that it kind of ended up being... 
the opposite. So I'm glad I didn't have to use it. Uh, I was going to mention exam 2009 because it actually is just one question they yeah. have to answer, but how they get there is is much more complicated. That's a that's a favorite of yours, right? Isn't that the movie that it connected is. you it to Tom, Tom? I know it's it's how Tommy and I became friends. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I had, obviously, Escape Room, which was stolen, but I will give you Escape Room Tournament of Champions, which was also fun. Mm-hmm. They looked so, they looked really like like they weren't going to be fun, and it turns out they were fun. I had a I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, Actually, they, they they put that a whole scene up of it yeah. uh, on, online, just as, and I watched it, and I was like, this is really smart. There is, uh, there's another movie that, uh, it was a two thir- 2013 movie um, called Would You Rather, another horror movie. Ah, uh, uh, yes, that one. came up in my research yep. as well. And uh, that uh, that is another one that stars one of those faces that you see and a voice that you hear and you think, my God, why am I not watching more movies with that person? Because he was in the Star Trek movie. It's Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> uh, and uh, he he's in Would You Rather with Brittany Snow. And so it's really fun to see some of those people. That movie was... Um, uh, not as good. Uh, I, I don't, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, and then um, I, the one that occurred to me as we started talking is the one I can't actually think of right now. I can't think of the title, but it was the hide and seek one uh, that just oh, the came hunt. out. Whoa. Oh, ready or, uh, ready, no, or not. Not. ready or not? Ready or not? Yeah. Ready, ready or not? Yeah, I, I felt like God. Yeah. I, yeah. Why didn't we do that, yeah. Brian? I mentioned that a couple weeks back too, so I didn't want to. Oh, yeah, that was. Oh, that's okay. why. It was, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I like there's there's like ten movies that I keep in heavy rotation. So. <laughs> That's me and Cube. It's me, like, if there's I a chance, use it for everything. Um, and then, is there a way I can make this about Scott Pilgrim? Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but nobody went. Nobody went Jumanji. Brian pulled, pointed that out. Nobody went Jumanji. Yes, yeah. Brian, nope. I, Brian, nope. and I both were nope. surprised. And uh, no, yeah. or and Saw. Is it, yep. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Saw. No, well, I, I, I just, you know what? I kind of felt self-imposed that Saw should be off the table. It just seemed too. That yeah. seemed too easy. But I, I, I find I honestly I find I'm a little strange that I, I have a uh, favorite Jeffrey Combs Star Trek character. Given the, you know, as an actor, I think he played what like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Star uh, Trek characters throughout everything. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. So yeah, so I, I my, my I, I loved his uh, Wayun in Deep Space Nine. But yeah, but, yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. I thought you were gonna say Brunt. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so, and speaking of Jeffrey Combs news, he actually has a cameo in. Uh, <laughs> In Venom, let there be carnage. Oh my god! But in a weird twist, it's just his voice. Like I know he's a voiceover <laughs> guy, but like there's a there's another actor portraying a priest speaking with the voice of Jeffrey Combs. It's the weirdest wow. thing. Like, wow. I know Jeffrey Combs. You're not Jeffrey Combs, but you're you sound like him. So wow, what was wrong with that guy's voice that they got Jeffrey Combs to do it? And also, why couldn't you get Jeffrey Combs to just come in to do one day shooting on Venom? Right. Yeah, right. It's so strange. I I hadn't been thinking about him a lot, but we started watching Lower Decks uh, on Paramount Plus, mm, and he mm. does. He has. Oh, a, that's right. He shows up he as has an a, evil computer. Yes, he does. He has a voice uh, a voice part there, and it's uh, it's just. It was it's one of those like hot kiss at the end of a wet fist moment like you know oh yes. I know and love that guy <laughs> um, so uh, you say anyway. hot kiss at the uh, end of a wet fist oh yeah oh I'm sorry you don't know that reference uh, I guess no. that's just me and Kyle okay oh yeah I guess the, we'll just uh, just uh, <laughs> okay, that's when you get cool yeah. enough then maybe yeah we'll... yeah when you get cool enough we'll tell you all about it. Okay, yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. All right, so we, we've we've come to the end of a Saturday matinee, but if people want to hear your voices, uh, I think there are places they can do so. Pete, 
When's what's the next episode of Next Reel? What's going on? Tell us oh, what's happening. The next reel. Uh we little show that we do. You know what we ju- what just dropped this week as we uh, talk about it. If you haven't seen We Need to Talk About Kevin, we need to talk about We Need to Talk About Kevin. Uh <laughs> because that is quite a movie. And uh I've been it I I've really been stewing on it because it's a you know, it's a a, a horrible movie about horrible things with some incredible performances and uh lessons that just keep kind of keep keep paying dues for me. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. A really wonderful movie. We're still, uh, we're trapped, trapped in our 10-year anniversary series, I tell you, trapped. Uh, <laughs> they, there are so, so many movies, but let me tell you what we're recording this coming week. Um, we've got a couple coming up. Uh, Simple Life and Zindagi Namilegi Dobara, which is a uh, uh, our first okay. Bollywood movie. And uh, I had, oh, very nice. I, I had, spoiler, a great time. It was a lot of fun. I have a good story about uh, about my first volley- Bollywood film that I saw, but we don't have time for it. Right. Uh, so what's happening on the film board? Oh, we have time for it. Uh, so. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> yeah, what is time? It's <laughs> a meaningless concept, man. Uh, on the next uh, film board, we will be discussing the movie The House of Gucci. Yeah, so I will mm. uh, so look forward to that dropping soon with me and some of my mystery guests. Watchback Ladies Debate Society is recording our Christmas episode next week. Ooh, so that should be uh, should be dropping just in time for Christmas. Members will get it a week early. Uh, everyone else will get it on normal time. But uh, we'll have it out before Christmas. And it actually is a true holiday tale. So I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, thank you all for listening. It has been Saturday Monday. A lovely talking to you gentlemen. Uh, thank you for uh, indulging me in my overindulgent Saturday matinee for... Uh, in November, this is this maybe my final appearance because they may be kicking me off after uh, I've been uh, holding the airwaves down for this long. But you know, when there's this much Marvel news to talk about, you have uh, to own I just it. Can't stop myself right. from talking. Oh, well, before we get out of here, we need to set something for the next week, and it has to be Ocean and I because it is Pete uh, is going to be on next week's episode as well. So, what is the list challenge? Oh, and you know what? Oh. We should say. Wait a minute before we say that. This is this is very important yes. for our uh, for our regular Saturday matinee listeners. Uh, we will yes. not actually be having a show next week. It is U.S. Thanksgiving, and so we're we're skipping next week's show. The show we're planning oh, for right okay. now is the week after. Ah, gotcha. All right. So taking off for the holidays, yes. a well-earned rest, which is why you get a double-sized episode. It was all <laughs> part of the plan. Part of the plan. Uh, yeah. So, right. So just pause in the middle of this one and then save it for yeah. next. Oh, wait. Yeah. We'll, we'll still be talking for at least far. another hour. You've got time. We've come <laughs> yeah, too far. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, go get, wait to see yes. the after show. We're going to release that episode <laughs> yeah. as a whole separate thing. Exactly. We're going to have the after uh, party my fun of our group hug. Would you pick a category already? You and I would have to pick a category for for Pete and Rob. I think it's just it's a it's a it's a duel that I think it's going to be basically an interrogation uh, where (laughs) confronts Rob Rob and I need a questionable choices he's made (laughs) Saturday matinee thus far. I think this is this is I think this is uh, Rob's penance. To, this will be to try and get his name off of the list challenge. <laughs> Why would he want his name so off of his own memorial somewhere. list? Um, okay. It's, so, it's the memorial part of yeah, the exactly. other problem with. Um, all right. So it'll be post-Thanksgiving, right knocking on the door of December. So I don't know if we want to start getting into the holidays. Well, stuff, he, he, it'll be um, post-Christmas. Uh, sorry, sorry, it'll before be Christmas. Yeah, you're right. Before Christmas. It'll air on the 4th of December. We got, a, we got time right. before Christmas. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're before yeah, Christmas. So, so we can still stick with like Thanksgiving uh things with the, you know, the I don't know, something um, to do with food or whatever. But people we people eating to excess? People, yeah, people eating to excess. <laughs> uh yeah. So um yeah, because most of most uh, I know a lot of times it's supposed to be based on things that we're talking about. And most of everything we're talking mm-hmm. about is Marvel movies. And so we could say, Oh, you know, go ahead. What about the you know, or even I was thinking just uh, the thing that comes to mind whenever I think of Thanksgiving is overindulgence. Okay. Oh, so movies so, about overindulgences. There doesn't have well, to be food. It can be ooh. too much of anything. And since we mentioned not only your your parents' uh, movie tastes and my thing, the mm-hmm. harder the, the harder they fall, they could be westerns with acting performances that are overindulgent or something's overindulgent <laughs> in a western like something overindulgent in a western <laughs> you know oh wow like yeah like like let's bring them to <laughs> like might a, be a little too limited yeah, yeah, yeah. well is it i mean there's there's a lot of i mean you got oh, like what a, about what? what a thousand clint eastwood western movies to pick from which true so um i mean have they have we done something along the lines of like over the top performances i mean that could be like over the top in a regular like you know yeah, like, yeah. What, like a person going way over the top uh, in a in a regular movie. In a regular um, in a regular movie, has that been done? Has that been done? I, I, I think we've had a variant of it, but I'll I'll bring up the okay. uh, I'll bring up the cryptonomicon here and uh, yeah. and let you know overindulgent performances. I'm trying to think like in a western. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a western. It doesn't have to be a western. The western is just a, I think. Uh, my, my family are not a movie going people. My sister uh, just last month saw Iron Man for the first time, and she said for the first it was time, pretty good. Now saw oh Iron my Man? goodness, yes. how do you wow. come from that family? They're not. I don't know. That uh, this is uh, the black sheep. Wow! 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 Yeah, that, that's yeah. impressive. Just now seeing. Have, have they seen yep. other MCU movies, or were they just starting with no, the first? That was the, that was her very okay. first. So uh, the whole family, like her herself, her husband, their two children. They've just avoided the MCU for movies. this long. Yes, well, I mean honestly, at this, I don't think they have. Also, I don't think they have seen any Star Wars movies. At, at this point, I don't know whether not to be amazed that they were able to avoid it that long, or disappointed yeah. that that they've now caved. Right? They should have <laughs> just stuck with it. You know, we so back to the Cryptonomicon. I have found. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's a typo because one pick is quite performances but i think it might be quiet okay. performances quiet. Quiet is, yeah. Yeah. uh and so i don't i can't see any uh anything related to you know over the top or loud performances in particular uh so that that would be something yeah. we could do we i like overindulgent overindulgent yeah because then that, then that lets you that lets you define indulgent different ways and that should give you a lot of flexibility right. to figure out what you want to do with it so yeah, yeah so overindulgent performance performances. Yeah, in a movie, bonus points if it's a western. Bonus western. That's in there for sure. <laughs> All right, Rob, yeah, you and me, buddy. Your milkshake, <laughs> exactly. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, We're off next week, so enjoy your time with your family. And if you don't have family that you want to spend time with, which I totally understand, uh, there's plenty of wonderful entertainment here on the next reel that you can use to uh, fill that time uh, that you can stay away from those horrible, horrible people. Because that's what the holidays are all about. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Well, we'll we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Go do something nice for yourself.
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. 